Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What time is There's not a man standing in this ring that's going to stop me now. I believe in EC3. This is my world. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I only speak five languages, and none of them are loser. One by one, they will all follow me. Do you know who I am? I'm the Marine, damn it. So the fans have to realize, like, as opinionated as y'all are in the way you want it, mm-hmm. the company is the same way. They're going to do what they want to do. Y'all are going to do what y'all want to do. The company's going to do what they want to do. <laughs> and hopefully, at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like, we'll meet in the uh, middle I'm, somewhere. Yeah, hopefully at the end of the day, I'm just the guy getting rich. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the back. Hello and welcome to another Wrestling to the Maxes episode 130. Or not 130, I'm sorry, I am miscounting. It's 129, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, yeah, uh, hopefully after that miscue, you're listening live either through that Facebook group, following the link, even though I have yet to post it right now because my computer's being weird, really slow for some reason. And... You know, you can go on Twitter, use that hashtag W2M to talk about whatever we discuss on this show today. And you can also call 972-591-8620. Gary, it's your job. You know it. You've done it so many times. Tell everybody what is going on on this show today. Well, thank you, Sean. And today we are going to be talking about some more wrestling news. We covered a lot this past Thursday night, talking about all the big things in wrestling last week. But we got a few new tidbits for you over the weekend and, of course, on Monday. So we're going to jump into all the great news that we have for you this week. Plus, we're going to talk about that all-important Monday Night Raw. And also, after Monday Night Raw, live on the network, you had Stone Cold's podcast with Triple H. 
We're going to get into in-depth on what happened on that podcast, what we think, and, you know, maybe some thoughts about what kayfabe is now and how it's affecting the wrestling business and how it's affecting the fans. Uh, And then we're going to jump into, of course, NXT, some TNA Impact, and we're going to do a special preview for Lockdown for you guys. That's going to be awesome. And you can't forget, we're going to crown a superstar of the week. So I look forward to doing that. It's going to be a blast. But man, after all the different things that we have to cover, uh, we'll get into some other things with you guys just during the podcast. So call in anytime. Let us know if you have any more questions or if you just want to chit chat about something we're going to be doing on the show today. Please do it. Uh, but guys, you know, man, it has been a crazy weekend. We had an all-important Super Bowl we probably need to talk about because, hey, we predicted last week what we thought was going to happen. And so why not just kind of talk about it briefly. How did you feel about the Super Bowl, and what did you think about those commercials? Was that not the stupidest play you've ever seen in your life at the end of the game? Like, oh. that was mind-boggling dumb. Like, <laughs> Yes, it was. I, you don't I mean really? <laughs> oh. I mean, you don't normally see Edisi like that unless you're watching Monday Night Raw. Sometimes, you know. I mean, it, it's how it goes. <laughs> you know, Triple H was there with Stephanie, so that probably adds something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they were rooting for the Patriots, so I mean, you got to give them some credit there. Yeah, maybe there was. There, I'm starting to think there had to be some kind of money involved in that thing. Uh, I mean, I'm not hating on Jeff at all, not hating on Jeff's team at all, because, you know, uh, the Patriots, they won. They played one hell of a game. So did the Seahawks, for that matter. Um, It just, you know, and and hey, I I was one point off, but I said the score was going to be close. Gary said it was going to be a blowout, so... You know, <laughs> yep. yeah, you're right. You were more right on that, Sean, and and I really felt like the the Patriots going to be the better team. I just I, I had some feelings about that. I just Seattle knew New England gave that game away. Seattle oh, totally. Gave it I away. mean, New England dominated that first half, though. And dominated. It was second and goal. I mean, we're not even talking about it's fourth down. Okay, this is like do or die here. Not even third down. This is second and goal. I mean, really. It's not like they had stopped beast mode that much during the game. I mean, mm-hmm. and he's one of the best running backs in the whole entire league, and you don't use him. That's just it. Just boggles the mind. Now, I, I do understand from a Pete Carroll standpoint why they may have done that, but that's because he's Pete Carroll, and usually he gets away with those kind of things. This is one time he didn't, and egg was put on his face very firmly and nicely and slick. So I just think that, you know, these two teams definitely gave us a Super Bowl worthy of watching. I was very happy that we actually got something uh, a lot better than last year's product because it was so depressing watching the game and knowing it was over almost at halftime. So, um, and, you know, speaking of halftime, did you guys enjoy the whole, you know, experience with the whole Katy Perry and Missy Elliott? And, of course, uh, we had... um, Oh, Lenny well, the other Kravitz. guy, Lenny Kravitz. Yes, I can't, I'm forgetting about the Jews already. Oh God! <laughs> I enjoyed Twitter thinking that Katy Perry was Bam Bam Bigelow. That yeah. that that won the whole day for me. Um, I I like Carrie, Katy Perry's music, so don't shoot me now. But uh, so it it was fine to me. Uh, the Missy Elliott thing was kind of cool because it was yeah, you know, wasn't expecting oh. to see her there. Some people said that Missy Elliott stole the show. That she was the best part of the entire show. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too big on Missy Elliott, but, uh, you know, that song was 
everywhere when it came out. So I mean, you could not escape that song when it, you know, when it, <laughs> when we were a lot younger. So yeah, no, for sure. Well, were you guys like me? Super Bowl Sunday, you're looking forward to the game, but you also get to enjoy some of these funny commercials. I, I kind of felt like I was let down a little bit. There were a few funny ones, Doritos, and uh, just a lot of other ones that were sprinkled in. But for the most part. It seemed like they were just kind of lame or they were too serious. Yeah, I, I watched a lot of the commercials before because they released them all like a week early on YouTube and pretty much everywhere that was digital. And just there's not a lot of memorable ones. Like I'm having I'm struggling to think of anything that was going to be me remembering it for, um, you know, a month or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, I think uh, Randy, you know, our friend Randy that, that comes on some of the podcasts we do sometimes. uh he uh, commented, it's like somebody got together and said, the theme this year is we have to tell dads to be, like, to be to have fathers be more more dadly. Mm-hmm. So we need to have a bunch of commercials for that. Because, I mean, not to say they were bad. I mean, the one where the daughter is actually being dropped off and they go through the various, like, stages of life and she winds up being in the military or whatever, that one kind of, you know, pulled at the heartstrings a little bit or whatever. But then it was like, okay. Does every car commercial have to be about that on this? Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, just, uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling too. I watched the whole Super Bowl the day after, and I watched it from start to finish, you know, so I, I'm struggling sitting here, um, thinking of something that was really just stand yeah. out or whatever. Oh, the, uh, the, f- the best one to me was the freaking, uh, glue commercial. Oh, yes. Because it was so random. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? This is, like way, this is going back to old school, the way the Fubal commercials used to be. Yeah. Where we're just throwing crap against the wall and see what sticks. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different commercials. The Go Dodge ahead. one with the old people, with the, with the people that are all 100 years old or whatever, that was, that was kind of cool. You know, because oh, you yeah. never could see 100-year-olds in commercials, you know. <laughs> that is true. It was kind of neat the way they were doing the the advice and all that. I like that. You know, I, there were you know, like I said before, there were some good ones sprinkled in. You mentioned a couple of them. You know, I like the Liam Neeson one. That was kind of oh, fun. That was hilarious. Oh, that, that, that was yeah. Clash of Clans, but I laughed. My butt yeah. Up. So I mean, you, you got those. So it wasn't completely hopeless, or you know, something that wasn't completely you know not entertaining. Uh, we just got lost. Yeah, that, and that's the most important part, you know. And you know, congratulations to the New England Patriots. Hey, they earned it. That you know, no matter what the Seattle did to to lose the game, New England did enough to win the game. So that's you know, so big props. Ready to the goat now? No. Oh. Okay. I will never admit that Tom Brady is the goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But, uh, you know, we'll be talking more sports. Me and Sean do the Football to Football podcast, and we'll probably jump into some more Super Bowl talk on there. So you guys will be looking forward to that. Uh, but, man, it's time for us to talk some wrestling. We've been waiting all weekend to get back into some what uh, the big news is. So why don't we go and do that? Let's go ahead and jump into some wrestling news and quick hits. It's time for wrestling news. Quick hits. All right, guys. Well, you know what? We've had this in the intro, uh, and so I wanted to address this first. 
But I don't know if you guys have heard, but Sam Roberts had Roman Reigns on his podcast and interviewed him. Uh, and if you've heard the interview or if you haven't heard the interview, there's been lots and lots of just outrage. And then there's been other views on his you know, words that he was speaking, uh, simply because that Roman Reigns sounded really heelish during this podcast. Uh, he talked a lot about the fact that you know people can judge, but they're not really uh, able to judge him because he's actually locked up with people. Uh, unless you can lock up with him, you really don't have any right to say what you're saying. Things like this, and plus he also added in uh, what we put in the intro there about the fact that you know it doesn't matter what people are saying as long as at the end of the day he ends up rich. So those are some pretty heelish things to say. Uh, I'm just kind of curious. Why do you think that he was like this in this podcast? Is he basically in a program here? Is he just using this to become a heel down the line? Or is this just him in a bad mood? I think this is a guy who is tired of getting dumped on every single day for the last six months or so. Uh <laughs> And admittedly, I would say he has every right to it because I think everybody who pretty much boos the guy is either overly critical or uh, is not willing to give the guy a chance because they're hinging everything on debribing the next big thing. Uh, and that's it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not to say that, you know, maybe Debra shouldn't be or that he doesn't have a right to be, but... You got to give the guy a chance, uh, and I'll keep preaching that until it actually happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, this is one of those things where you have to win. And I, I apologize. I bought a new mic over the weekend, and this is the first show that I'm using it on. Uh, you'll probably hear me fluctuate maybe more or less than the one before but it won't go all the way down where i'm gonna go silent anymore so that's good but i'm sorry if it's not the greatest thing ever it's wireless so you know just the, just giving everybody a heads up first of all um second uh i, I just think uh for, for one i think i, I want to get to two things that he says specifically that i think we need to discuss here is the the one that we heard in the intro i think this is rain's personality sort of you know, he talks about he wants to be a provider. He cares about, you know, he they made that commercial with his daughter for Father's Day and all that stuff. Uh, or about being a dad, just like the Super Bowl commercial we talked about. And I can understand that side of, hey, I'm in here to make some money. You know, I'm, I'm not just here about the love of this and love of that. But obviously he has to care about it with the family history and everything or he wouldn't be there. 
Um, but uh, I feel like they're almost intentionally going the rock route to see if the same thing happens where I'm just going to be a dick sometimes outside of interviews. And and maybe this gets into what the topic we're going to talk about later where WWE knows that you have all these fans that know this stuff, the backstage stuff that are going to be listening to this thing. So why not have him play a different character to see how this comes off to this crowd? And if we want to turn him heel later, whatever, this is the start of it. Or this shows that he can be one, or whatever. Um, but it's also, you know, just kind of one of those things I don't know that you want to say either to, to that audience that's listening to it. Like, okay, now we have another reason to hate you. You're really telling me that you're you're really caring about, hey, I'm just the guy getting rich here. Woohoo, I'll do whatever they tell me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's the way it came off. And I, I really lean towards the fact that he has been dumped on, kind of like Paul said. And I think that he's just frustrated. I, I think maybe Sam Roberts caught him at the right time. This, it probably had a time when he was thinking about everything, and he was probably frustrated and aggravated. And he probably just said whatever he wanted to say off the cuff. Probably didn't give it a lot of thought. Uh, it makes me wonder if Roman Reigns kind of wishes he could retake some of those things you know, he said back. And so, I mean, I don't know if that's the case. I mean, Sean, you do make a good point. Maybe, you know, this is a way for him to play a character and to use that for the future to say, hey, I can do this. And honestly, if he wants to do that, he did a pretty good job, honestly. A lot better job than he's done in any promo I've seen him in. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that he needs to be a heel or needs to stay a heel, but, you know, I'm just saying that that was a lot better interview if you're going to be a heel. I just don't think it's the right way to do these kind of things, though. John Cena has been hated for a long time. We've seen it over and over again, people booing him and hating him. But you know what? John Cena also knows that for every person that's booing him, he's got another kid that's haranguing him and cheering him on and some girl that thinks he's super hot who is cheering him on. And so he knows there's about a 50-50 there, and he understands this process, and he understands that interviewing with people uh, is a way to get, you know, WWE, you know, more FaceTime in any media, even if it's a wrestling podcast, it's still WWE at the forefront. It's not any other promotion. So I, I think Roman Reigns needs to take those reins, learn from John Cena, and be professional no matter what podcast he's on. If he wants to be, you know, honest about some things, that's fine. But make sure you do it in the right way and not come off like a total jerk. Because that's the way he came off to me. Listening to this, listening to some of this interview, he came off like a total jerk. Like, I don't care about anybody else but myself. Even if y'all think the product sucks, I'm okay as long as I get my paycheck. That's what I got from it. That's not good. That's like, you know, an NFL player coming out and saying, I really didn't care what happened in the Super Bowl. As long as I got that paycheck, I'm good. That's not what you want to hear. That's definitely not. And so the same way it goes for Roman Reigns. Um, But, I mean, just looking at this and looking from, you know, your perspective, after this interview, after hearing this, does it just really change your outlook on Roman Reigns? Because, you know, after hearing it, it kind of makes me think that I'm okay hating this guy, despite the fact that he doesn't deserve that. He deserves an opportunity. Uh, not really. This is not the first guy that any of us will have ever heard of who is strictly in wrestling for the money. Uh, Batista and Warrior are examples that come to mind for in their heydays, at least, who were specifically there to make the paycheck and wanted to be at the top because it meant more money. Uh, so, n- not really. Uh, I mean, 
what what's going to happen is this is what I mean. If people are going to hate him, that's that's their choice, obviously. But it's it is what it is right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I wanted to discuss is, and the one that's obviously getting more play because it affects people like us, obviously. Um, he made a comment in there, basically saying that if you can't lock up with me. If you don't know anything about wrestling, you haven't stepped in the ring, you have no right to critique me or anybody else that does this. Um, obviously, you know, uh, none of us have ever been to WWE on that level. I've, you know, been on to it on the ba- the most basic level there is. But still, you know, it's, it's still not the same thing as being there and being in that locker room and knowing how it is or whatever. <laughs> Being that person that he's talking about, being this is the point of this show most of the time, we're doing this right now, what is your stance on this? We've, we've heard sports people do this all the time, but sports talk radio is famous for people that have no, no idea how to throw a football, let alone are ever going to play in the NFL, critique the Super Bowl that happened on Sunday. What's y'all's feelings on on his comment? Was he right in really saying this? I think he's right to a certain extent. Obviously, if you're trained up to that level, you're going to spot more things than we are at home. But on the other side of that coin, I've been watching wrestling for over 20 years now. uh, And whether you want to count backyard wrestling or not as actual experience, which you probably shouldn't, but I I like to think it counts for a little something. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I, I like to think I know what I'm looking for when I'm watching wrestling, and there are times where I think he's definitely worthy of critiquing. But, I mean, for the most part, especially recently, I think he's been pretty good. Maybe this is the wrong example to use, but I think about scientists, and I think about the fact that they study for a long time uh, books. They study hypotheses. They study... Um, lab experiments. They study all these different components of what they're studying. You know, whatever scientific experiment they're doing. Uh, NASA is a great ex- example of this. You know, they get astronauts ready to go to space, but when they send an astronaut to space, they are basically going off what they've seen in the past, what the process is, and basic a basic guesstimate of what's going to be happening in space. Now, is it fair to an astronaut? to say, I don't trust your judgment on the ground because you're not up here with me. No, because we've seen Apollo 13. People on the ground solve the issue in space. You know, help those guys get back home. It's not about the fact that you can do it or you can't do it. It's about the fact, like Paul said, you can evaluate something. You can be a student of the game and not actually do it. Um, I just don't agree with that statement completely. There is a part of it, what I will say this, when it comes down to the bare scientific skills and the level that Roman Reigns is on, we cannot really critique some of that because we don't know what that's like. But an overall assessment of it, for the the most part, I think you can. Now, if it comes down to him discussing the difference between a real strong wrist lock and not a wrist lock, I don't know that. But I do know what a good formulaic match looks like and what a good or bad match looks like so i don't know I, I just think it's a little too far a little overdone you know there's plenty of baseball players football players have said the same exact thing but in the in overall really it, it really doesn't mean anything in the long run they just don't want you judging them that's the, that's their excuse to not judge them you know so i, I don't know i just think 
to go back to the analogy I used earlier, I think in this day and age, more than any other age we have ever been in, there has been a proliferation of guys that don't play their sport, have never played their sport on an actual athletic level, you know, high school, college, whatever, mm-hmm. that are now pundits that you see on TV talking about it every day. They're considered an insider. They're they're even on the actual, like, post-game stuff talking about the games, you know, in spots that only players would be in. Mm-hmm. And I think this has happened because there are more ways to study something now than there has been in the past. You know, in the past, really, unless you were privy to, like, playbooks and books on how things are run and whatever, something like that, you know, it was really difficult for you to learn anything other than just knowing information people told you. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's all out there for you to understand and read about and watch. And you can watch anything you want. You can go back and watch wrestling from way back in the day to now and see how much of it has changed and how much of it hasn't changed. And, you know, being in there, yes, you see technical... I can see technical things that maybe another person, layman person, doesn't see, but it's really technical. And I never really talk about it on here because it's not anything that's really that gonna change someone's opinion about how the match goes or whatever it's not anything you know that special honestly it's just the it's just the way that i can see things and maybe somebody else doesn't but i've also i'm not wwe i'm not looking at them in that special way either mm-hmm. you know and, and it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see sometimes that somebody's not up to par as the other person that's in the ring with them, you know? And I, I just think that that's so overblown. It's so overblown, the whole, you should not be talking about this if you haven't been in the ring to tell me about it and whatever. You know what? Just, that's one of those things that you're disrespecting the fan base that that loves WWE and wrestling more than any other. Honestly. They're the ones that will tell you when you messed up on something. Why? Because they know you messed up. They know what that move looks like when it's done right. You know, it's, it's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, it's just like one of these things. Tough Enough killed that for everyone. So I, I, I'm still going through watching season one, and I'm like, yeah, no wonder all the wrestlers got mad. <laughs> yeah. You know? We never saw any of this stuff ever until that came. So it's just like... I just think it's uh, people, he has the right to say. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 
18 plus. You know, I understand what he's trying to say. If you haven't been in WWE, you shouldn't be saying anything, right? Uh, Because it's not the same thing as everything else. As much as we want to talk about the indies and TNA and whatever, it is a completely different level, different thing. Even uh, Finn Balor has gone on, and Triple H mentioned it, right? Finn with the whole having to know where cameras are and having to know this and whatever. It's a different deal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I just think that he's he's too much in his head, I think, uh, to, to believe that you know, we shouldn't be critiquing you when it's fairly yeah. obvious you are lacking certain skills, sir. Uh, not yeah. that you have not improved in said skills that you are lacking and that you cannot improve as you continue to practice those skills. But just saying. Yeah, and, and, and if Roman Reigns goes by this philosophy, he doesn't believe in the NFL Hall of Fame because the NFL Hall of Fame is full of people that have not played on the level of the guys that are in the Hall of Fame or that will make the Hall of Fame who are voting on their future. Um, in fact, look you know... At the coach, look at Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. How many Super Bowls has that guy won? And have you really ever heard of his football exploits? No. Yeah. Bill Parcells, same thing. Most of the coaches are not these great... Fo- and in fact, most of the time, the great football players do not make good coaches. True. Why? Because they can't deal with the fact that those players are not doing what they did in their heyday or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, look at Michael Jordan. His team sucks. He's the greatest <laughs> basketball player ever. Right. And his team is terrible. You know, just just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's a great point. It really is. And so, you know, just to put this to bed for now until we get more information, you know, or we really want to get it back into this topic, uh, you know, He's a young guy. He really is. We can't, we can't forget that. We can't forget also that he is making his way, and he's going to be emotional. You know, He's worked a lot. He's worked very, very hard at this, and he's trying to do the best he can. And I think he really feels like all that hard work is being thrown away just because of the Royal Rumble. And, and it's really not. It's just fans wanting to get more out of the WWE to get things that they want to see happen. It's really not all about Roman Reigns. We talked about this last week. It really is that we keep hitting this and beating it like a dead horse. It's not really all about Roman Reigns. Some of it is. Some of it is. We are critiquing Roman Reigns. But a lot of this has to do with we're still not happy with the direction the WWE is going. That's the main thing here. I think people are forgetting that. And I think Roman Reigns is taking a lot of heat for that. So... Uh, well, let's move on. Sean just mentioned Tough Enough, and Tough Enough is coming pretty soon here to the USA Network. I think a lot of us are looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with that show. Uh, we do know it's going to be like an American Idol version of Tough Enough where they're going to let fans vote and you know call, probably do the WWE app, do different things to vote for whoever they feel like should be the next WWE superstar. But the news that we are getting out of this is the fact that WWE are going to assign some NXT stars that you haven't seen. Some guys that are way down and low on the totem pole, that are really, really green, who are still getting their legs on, trying to get ready to become that next big NXT star. They're going to use those guys. Plus, they're also going to add some talent that USA has been casting. Now, USA Network are trying to find people they think look the part, know, uh, you know, 
know a little bit about acting, maybe know a little bit about the wrestling world. They're going to do their own casting. What do you think about this, this mixture and this group that's going to be put together? Because honestly, you got two different worlds here. It's probably some young indie guys mixed in with these young, possibly actor-slash-athletes. Yeah, I mean, it's really a mixed bag all across the board because you'll have probably people who have either never been in a wrestling ring or very, very lightly been in a wrestling ring. Guys who have been trained in the Performance Center for a while who have never wrestled anywhere else and are strictly a WWE product. And you might have people who have been out on the indies and have been signed to NXT and have been working in the Performance Center and now they're on Tough Enough. So I think it's sort of a a multi-layered level of experience here. Uh, th- the biggest room I've heard out of this is that Tessa Blanchard, uh, Tully Blanchard's daughter, might be in this, which would be awesome. She's a tremendous wrestler. Uh, even though she really probably doesn't need Tough Enough, I think it would be a great introduction for her. Um, because, assumingly, all these people will be signed to NXT, whether they get eliminated off the show or not. Yeah, the rumor is that apparently the casting call was held for USA Network. Um, but WWE still has first right to sign anybody that they liked to NXT first. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Paul's probably right in that all these people will be on NXT. Uh, I think Uha would have been would be great if he's around by then. Uh, to be on there before you show him on TV. He'd be another cool one to put on there. Um, from from the whole being on the indies and knowing what you're doing, this is the kind of mixed bag that they should have had on the first one on USA that they were missing when they didn't decide to cast Austin Aries and stuff because I get that they were trying to give it the same feeling of the old t- Tough Enoughs of having guys that weren't wrestlers except for the... You know, I guess Chris Sawinski was like the only guy that had been a real wrestler before. Uh, he did that. But, I mean, I just think that uh, th- this works better because you get the differences and you really get to see people that uh, – the difference. You, you have this every time you go into a wrestling camp. Anyway, a wrestling trial, WWE sees this all the time, the differences in how experienced someone is. And you get to kind of do that because if really if you're going to be the if the fans are going to be the one deciding who gets eliminated every week, they should get that same um, what what WWE gets to see when they go to a trying camp. So that's kind of like what we're getting. We're getting our little trial camp and we get to decide uh, who's good and who isn't, you know, and who's showing improvement and all that kind of stuff and keep them around or whatever. However they want to do this. If they're going to make fans' involvement, I think this is the best way to do it. Instead of just having a bunch of 12 green people that we've never seen, and it's like, really? Now we now we got to make it all about character development and stuff and instead of the wrestling. And so, you know. This show really intrigues me uh, simply because they are going to do it the way they're going to do it, which is basically American Idol style where all the fans get to vote and you know kind of figure out where they're going to lead it. Uh, Chris Jericho's talked about this on his podcast, and there's been other people that have been in reality TV, uh, and they do say that honestly, there's plenty of ways for the network or the you know basically the people voting on these shows can make changes to where certain people lose, certain people look bad or look good. And it makes me wonder how much that WB is going to do this because they may pick one or two in this group of stars 
you know, hey, I like this one. Let's make sure that they get through. When you're editing the show, make sure you edit them well and maybe make this guy look worse because people are trending on Twitter about this guy. We don't want him on our roster just yet. Or we don't want him to be the one that wins the competition. So it really makes me wonder how much those tactics WWE is going to use because I kind of have. I a just feeling. wonder what the prize is going to be for this because if everybody's going to already be signed to NXT, mm-hmm. you know what? What? What are we going to give as an incentive to the winner? You know, is it? You know, are they going to be like in a you know guaranteed in the Money in the Bank match or guaranteed in the Royal Rumble or you know because. At the end of the day, the people that are going to be watching this, which is on the network, they're going to know these who's signed and who's not by the time the thing airs. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's probably more of you know getting exposure. I would think you know maybe they get to have a match with the NXT. Oh, I don't know, champion. I don't know something. They've got to do yeah, something. They get an NXT championship match or something out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a thought. Uh, but, cash is usually always a good motivator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true, Paul. Uh, a special signing bonus or something. Right there, you go. Now that's some old school wrestling right there. You win for the uh, the cash. I like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is going to be an interesting show. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, uh, and my wife actually, you know, knew the winner of this last year's Voice, um, and uh, so it's kind of interesting to see how the voting process works. I was voting for this guy. I didn't know anything about him. Voting on every available process to vote for somebody, not knowing this guy from Adam, don't care about his singing, but did it for her family and for you know for for her, you know. So it, it's kind of funny. I just wonder how much that this is going to be, you know, truly a fan voting, or how much this is going to be swayed by WWE. We don't know. We'll find out. I'm sure. Uh, well, you know what? Since we're talking about NXT, let's talk about an NXT star um, that may be coming to a different light pretty soon. Uh, it looks like there will be a character change for Kalisto. Kalisto apparently is to be rumored as coming unmasked and coming out of the closet, per se. They're thinking about having a gay hairstylist character for Kalisto. Um, just kind of give me your thoughts on this. Do you think this will work well? I know we've seen different characters kind of like this. We've seen Rico and, of course, um, you know, some other characters have been, you know, like Goldust kind of lean towards being gay. How do you think this will affect Kalisto? Do you think this is positive or negative? This was some of the most surrealist reading I have done this week. Uh, having this guy, Kalisto, who I would never have ever pegged in this gimmick in my lifetime, come out and supposedly wow everybody backstage with how well he works it. That 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 is mind-boggling, and it, it speaks to how immensely talented this guy is. But, I mean, if you're... I thought the plan was an heir apparent to Rey Mysterio and the, the botched, you know, the failure that was Sin Cara. I, what, what happened to that plan, I don't know. On, I mean, I'd be willing to give it a shot. I'm willing to give any crazy gimmick a shot. Um... But I, I don't know what you're expecting to get out of it. Yeah, I mean, couldn't you make a killing selling the mass? Unless you're going to make some kind of merchandising deal with Mysterio after he leaves. I, mean, mm-hmm. I just don't see how... I don't want to hate on this before I see it, but this is one of those times where it's like, 
this really has a shot at just completely bombing for the guy. And the only saving grace for him is that he's unmasked so he can just come back later with the mask on. So, I just, you know, I don't see how... Kalisto's not the problem in this. If we're trying to figure out how to make them a tag team and make it a big deal on WWE TV, okay. But I just, I worry about what what we're really trying to do here because Kalisto, with his moves alone, should be able to get over. But I can also kind of... The only thing I can see is that they can see him as a Rimsteer ripoff. So he will, you know, the, the casual fans don't gravitate to him. But that's the only thing I can. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I can really think of, and I can't imagine that's the thing that just made them go, okay, we got to give them a different gimmick, you know? Yeah, I mean, the only thing that springs to mind whenever we talk about that is either they don't, they must have not have thought that the Lucha Dragons were doing well enough in NXT because their their pops are sometimes yeah, not huge. so loud. It just seems like the crowd is, is so indifferent to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, if they were actually on the main roster, you'd have a lot more of the kid interaction with these two. Um, the Lucha Dragons, I think, are really geared towards that Saturday morning slam <laughs> demographic. Well, and you already had the Matadors, too, wherever they Yeah, are. yeah. Right. So, I mean, you bring in all that perspective, I totally understand. And, you know, NXT, they've got their own kind of crowd there. Um, and, and, you know, not a bad crowd, an awesome crowd. It's just, you know, they, sometimes they just don't like everything that's put in front of them. Uh, you know, and saying that, I hope if, you know. You have to think, the only other thing I can think of, too, is that Navy WWE doesn't, they're not going to have a cruiserweight division. They're not going to have any of this kind of stuff that's really going to be able to benefit Kalisto, they're not going to have people that are just going to go out there, have matches so he can show off all the moves or whatever, like Mysterio kind of did at the beginning. And then, you know, I, I mean, that at least Kalisto knows how to talk English, which is different than than Unico or Sin Cara. So I just, like I said, the only thing I can think of is he looks and feels like a living, breathing Rey Mysterio number two. He kind of mm. talks like him. He, you know, just everything. And Navy, they just feel like it's not going to get over twice. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally understand. I, I think they should save the name, though, Kalisto, for the masked uh, performer. And, you know, when he's unmasked, have a different. Yeah, I'm sure he's not going to have Kalisto, uh, the hairstylist. 
Good. Right. I hope not. I just get worried about that because WB, you know, can't put it past them. So, uh, well, you know, really quickly here, uh, WB has come out and said that they are going to no longer have their mobile service anymore. So, if you guys been getting alerts or anything from WB mobilely, uh, that will be quitting this week. I think it'll be Friday, February sixth. Will be the last day that you'll get any kind of alerts. Uh, they are sending you over to the app. And saying if you want alerts, if you want any notifications, go check out that app. We'll get them to you that way. So ESPN is doing the same thing, by the way. Yeah, see, that's kind of crazy, too. I, I love those ESPN updates <laughs> on my phone. Well, I mean, if you have uh, the ESPN app downloaded, mm-hmm. you can get those same apps. They'll just come up as a little ESPN icon mm-hmm. on your phone. And then instead of getting a text message, you'll get that. that. That's what happens to me. I have both, so I'll get the little ESPN one first, and then like about 10 seconds later, I'll get it as a text. And yeah. I got the text that I think in two weeks they're going to end that. So that, that okay. it'll just be part of the app instead of uh, text. Yeah, and it's not bad. It's actually a good thing. It I, also I, saves no. you text uh, message you know, numbers or whatever. You don't yeah. Get the uh, true that so just a warning for anybody who hasn't heard the news you know make sure that you do get download that app uh, in case you know you didn't um, well guys let's also jump into this real quick there's been you know uh, different things out there for us to enjoy and one of those things that WWE is offering us is not only a free February of the WWE Network but also Black History Month on the WWE Network and they are going to be offering a lot of great things. Uh, there's so many different promotions to go through. Uh, you guys may know. I know there's be some Mid-South stuff, some Atlantic, and uh, different other old promotions. And uh, really showcasing a lot of black athletes in the wrestling world. I think this is great. You know, How excited are you about watching some of this? I think it's cool. I mean, more old school promotions, the better for the network. This is one of the reasons why it exists, I would say, is just show off the immensity of their 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 video library. Yeah, this is great. Um, this is the kind of stuff I've been wanting to see, you know, some Mid-South stuff, some Mid-Atlantic stuff. Uh, we're going to get an NWA Worldwide in here, um, a WCW main event show. Uh even an old school All Star Wrestling, which was like WWE's like first uh, wrestling show that they had, or whatever. So I mean, that's that's really cool stuff. Uh, I I think that they should add more of this stuff, not just have to have themes as to why they need to add this stuff. But you know, I guess WWE's also going to use this as a base for why uh, to to have more of it. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to checking out a lot of matches that I haven't seen. Uh, there'll be some matches also from the Garden. Uh, di- you know, just so much content. And I just trust us when we tell you to go check it out this week and, of course, the rest of the month. It is going to be great. You will not regret it. Uh, you know what? We're talking about network. Why don't we go ahead and jump over to the New Japan world? Uh, that network is getting pretty interesting, too, because they're going to give you a free month. So February is free for New Japan world. If you're interested, just checking it out to see what it's about. Uh, maybe you're considering spending that $8. I believe is it $8.99, I believe, or something like that. 
A twenty eight. See, it's even cheaper. Uh, you can go ahead and download that, and you know, see what you think. If it's worth it to you, if it's not, uh, but I think it's kind of a cool deal. I think this is completely smart on New Japan World. Yeah, I Those completely agree. Shows are going to be on there, right? Yes, as far as I'm aware, if they're broadcasting live somewhere from wherever they are, it is on that. Uh, it is on their network. Sweet, I might have to get that. Mm-hmm. It, they do it. They put it all on demand later, right? Or... As far as I'm aware, yes. Okay. Yeah, and, and just for any of our listeners that you know have been interested in New Japan, especially after listening to us talk about New Japan, uh, just to let you do know that it is all in Japanese. Uh, so you'll have to make sure you uh, learn accordingly. Maybe watch some YouTube videos to learn how to download the the New Japan World, and also, you know, I'm sure there's some help navigating their network. So, but it's worth it. A lot of great stuff for you guys to check out on that. So, hopefully, they get an English site soon. Yeah, <laughs> I think that would help out because a lot of Americans do get a little lazy and say, "Okay, uh, I don't understand it," so I think I'm just going to back out. But it's definitely worth having if you do love wrestling and you're really wanting good wrestling. New Japan World is definitely the way for you to go. So. Uh, well, guys, that pretty much wraps up all our news. We didn't have a whole lot. Uh, the reason we didn't, once again, just to remind you guys, if you didn't hear us talk about something of, you know, from the last week, we did have a show on last Thursday, and that was a great show. We had a lot of big news topics. We had, of course, uh, we covered Lucha Underground along with SmackDown from last week. So if there's anything you're missing here, make sure you go check out that episode. Like I said, again, a lot of big news topics we covered in that show we didn't cover in this show. So go check it out if you haven't heard it. But now it is time for us to move on and for us to talk about some Monday Night Raw. So let's go ahead and get into it, guys. WWE Monday Night Raw. All right, this week's uh, Monday Night Raw came from Denver, Colorado. Uh, And we started with what else, guys? An authority promo. (laughs) Uh, We started with Triple H, of course, discussing Stephanie Antrobois, discussing the Patriots win the Super Bowl. And the controversy that happened and making fun of the canceled WWE Network thing with they canceled the NFL Network uh, trending. Except you can't cancel it unless you cancel your cable subscription. You know, so that kind of doesn't work the same way. But I get your joke there, two plays. <laughs> uh, you know, because that's best of business or so whatever. Um, you know, Stephanie... Says she understands about the outrage and they listened to all of us and they heard our comments and whatever. So, you know, we get and they showed all the stuff on the Rumble again. And uh, the Big Show and Kane were, were guilty of being unsportsmanlike. And, you know, what the Rock had no business here. You know, he is not a WWE superstar anymore. He had no point of getting into the Rumble or whatever. And. You know, then it that he's just like Sting. You know what Sting did with Survivor Series, but I'm gonna deal with Sting at Fastlane. Don't you worry about that, yeah? Because that's all we want to see is you deal with Sting. We want to see Sting deal with you about that. Um. Then uh, 
You know, what if what have what would have happened if Rock didn't interfere? Would somebody else have won? And then here we go with Roman Reigns coming out, and Reigns is like, "Well, you're not taking my right to uh, main event WrestleMania or whatever." And he kind of gets in into Triple H's face, and Stephanie has to calm him down. And you know what? She's she's like, "Look, we haven't announced anything official." Um, but since, uh, you know, you said it so eloquently, Roman Reigns, I thought that was a nice touch, <laughs> uh, you know, she, she was like, well, last, last, uh, week you talked about all your fan, all your family stuff and all that stuff, and, uh, then we get a Daniel Bryan coming out, which was great because the, the crowd was happy to see him, of course, um, you know, uh, they they chant yes, and they chant Daniel Bryan, and uh, they uh, he talks about how you know if anybody deserves anything, he deserves a rematch. You know, since he never lost his world title or whatever. And uh, you know, uh, Triple H says you know they they had to he had to fulfill his contractual obligations or so whatever. We eventually get Seth Rollins that even go to commercial because this damn thing's going so damn long. Uh, either way, we get to the point here of Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan are set up in a... Basically, whoever wins gets to meet Rowan Reigns at Fastlane. Uh, Triple H tries so hard to make it look like they goaded uh, Reigns into accepting it. Uh, the, the challenge... Which, I don't know, I don't think it makes him look good. If he's supposed to be this B.A., he should just be like, okay, I don't give a crap. Just give me whoever. Um, and then, just to insult us some more. For the 50 million time, Big Show versus Roman Reigns. For God's sakes, can we just end this? End this, please. Just, ah, uh. I don't see this match anymore. And then, you know what's worse? He loses to Big Show. Yes, I know. The uh, J&J. And it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody got involved or whatever, but hey... Losing the Big Show in 2015 is just, just not good. Not good at all. Just saying. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, I think that's the opening segment, but good God, I'm just shocked. At the whole yeah. 
the uh this is wow this is long uh <laughs> it was the, like the, 30 minutes it was yeah, it was yeah, like I said, it was so long they had to take a commercial, which might have been the thing that annoyed me the most the whole night, because um, they tap danced around this thing for as long as they could trying to stretch this out is what it felt like. I I'm okay with what we ended up out of this though. Seth Rollins versus Debray. I don't think anybody in the world is going to complain about that, and they get Reigns for the number one contendership uh, at WrestleMania at Fastlane. Uh, uh, there's been so much talk since Raw about how this is going to shake down, why are they trying to backtrack. Uh, you know, I, I really doubt it. If we are, if Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler is the plan at WrestleMania still, uh, obviously we should expect a whole crap ton of shenanigans at Fastlane. And then the match, yeah. I, we've talked about Big Show and Rain so many times, I don't even know if we need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of that content for you guys in past episodes. So just <laughs> go check out, uh, you know, 45 of our past episodes, and you'll. Uh, we'll leave that alone. The one thing I will say is, you know, it was kind of funny that they didn't mention the Super Bowl in their 30-minute authority promo at the beginning of this show, uh, which they find very necessary. Uh, well, that's you- their team, you know. Oh, yeah. In, in that region, I guess yeah. technically the Patriots would be your team. I'm not hating on that. I'm actually wanted to make the comment. I feel sorry for the people sitting next to him because I'm just imagining right after kickoff, all they heard for 30 straight minutes was Triple H and Stephanie talking the entire time nonstop. (laughs) I mean, my God, I'd be having to go sit somewhere else and nosebleed or somewhere. So, uh, but anyway, you know, getting down to it, you know, it it was. Titus O'Neil was there too. He jinxed the Seahawks, what happened? Oh yeah, uh, you know what? He should have went and sat beside Joe McHale, um, but uh, it, know. maybe he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. He's like, text this about Stephanie McHale. Um, but you know, in general, it, it wasn't just the worst start to Raw. What they were trying to do is make it a big deal about the announcement and all that, and and get down to business and try to make this whole thing make sense. Get get these fans ready for something. Hopefully, we'll get them back on track because they're trying to save not only Roman Reigns, but they're trying to save WrestleMania from being a boo fest in that main event. So, you know, that's why we got what we got. I think I was more interested in it because of that reason. So it wasn't deadly boring to me, but it was kind of slow. And then, of course, we get that match that we don't need to talk about. Yeah, it it just took a while to get to the point. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, Again, just because Vince said this on Stone Cold's podcast doesn't mean it has to always start this way, which is really just... Ugh. Ugh. We are so devoid of ideas that we cannot, you know... Anyway, moving it along, I guess. Uh, we, uh... We had a... Uh... It was uh, Curtis Axel coming out. And he talks about how, well, he he technically won the Rumble because he was never eliminated. He points at the Mania sign. He wants Brock at Mania. Then Ambrose comes out. And he just whoops Axel. And then uh, he's like, yeah, now you're eliminated, buddy. (laughs) And uh, he, uh, 
he has a demand of his own that he wants to. He he went all the way to WWE headquarters and looked around. He saw a wall full of bunch of former champions, and uh, you know he was thinking he has a nice mugshot, you know, that he'd love to put on that wall. So two weeks ago he pinned Wade Barrett. That means he's in line for a title match, and he's afraid he's got some bad news because he's coming for that IC title. Uh, so it's. Barrett and Ambrose at fast lane, I guess. And then Ambrose lays out Axel again with dirty deeds. So Whoops. Anything of note here for you guys? This is the segment where it dawned on me that it's time to take JBL back out to the backyard, grab the shotgun, and just unload in his gum in his stomach, his face. <laughs> just unload into him. I am so sick of this guy burying talent on air. So sick of it. Yeah, can, can we stop with the whole, da the resident farm animal, Daniel Bryan. It's like, look, that joke is old and it's yeah. stupid. Like, anybody that, let's say you're watching Raw for the first time, like, why is this guy a farm animal? Like, mm -hmm. that's what I would be thinking, right? Like, if my friend decided to watch Raw, I'd have to go explain to them the whole goat thing and whatever, and it's it's, and then be like, why the hell are they calling this guy a ghost? Stupid. Like, you know, I it would not make me take Daniel Bryan seriously at all. And same thing here. Just, it's like, God, just, you know, mm -hmm. stupid. Yeah, you know, this whole thing, you know, I, I just hate the fact that, you know, we're getting... I kind of heard, what did he uh, say, though, like JBL say about Am what did, Ambrose? Or, what did he... he he pretty much buries Axel, saying that he's boring and that he wants to change the channel and that he has yeah. an absolutely no right being out here. Yeah, you, okay, so you're telling your audience to turn the channel, really? I mean, to me, if I was Vince, I'd be like, hey, hey, wrong words. <laughs> no, because it's Vince telling him to say this. Oh, Sorry. God. If you're, if you're telling me Vince is saying that, Vince is really off his he rock. He is Vince's, like, mouthpiece oh. out there. I mean, he is... That is exactly what Vince would would say if he. Yeah. Was just, it's like, let me tell you what I'm I'm thinking when I'm sitting back here watching this show. JBL, proceed, please. Like that's yeah. what he's doing because there's no way that maybe you know this is what fans are thinking in their head. It doesn't mean that you need to say it on TV. Just you know, there, there's good times where announcers or characters on a television show say what you're thinking especially happens in video games where it's cool where they where they think what you're thinking but mm -hmm. i don't know it just it bothers me when i'm watching something i'm like why do you have to tell me this like can <laughs> i not just think this and not you tell me it like just, uh, yeah well the one thing i totally understand why you know we had uh Axel involved because it made sense to the storyline, of course, you know, the rumble and he says he wasn't eliminated and all that. I, I just wish the guy wasn't made to look like a complete fool all the time. I mean, he's even down in NXT and not doing a whole lot just yet and I'm just like, my god, you know, let him do something, but in, in general, I did enjoy the Ambrose thing. I, the, to me, that was the best way that they've done in a long time of a wrestler exploring 
expressing how much he wants a title, especially a lower title. The fact that he wants recognition on the wall at WWE headquarters, I like that. That gives that that, that title purpose. Wait, it's, but wouldn't his mugshot be there for the U.S. title win? But, or is it the ice? Which I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's so. He just said the IC title, but he he won the U.S. title. Maybe it's a different wall, though. Maybe the IC title is a different wall. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Vince just doesn't put U.S. champs up there because it's not his belt. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you never know. <laughs> Hopefully, Ambrose defends this IC title more than the previous U.S. title. That's, yeah. That's what would matter to me. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you on that. So. That is cool. That is very cool, Gary. I totally agree with you on the whole. Hey, we brought up the fact that he won two weeks ago. Like, really? This this mm-hmm. is the WWE we're talking about? Like, this doesn't happen. Yeah. But they just shine a little light on those titles. They never do. They just, they're so Barrett's holding it. Oh, God, yeah. It becomes invisible. Or he loses all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Poor guy. Yeah. I mean, let let's discuss this. Where did we go? Where where do they? Why do they keep going wrong with with Wade Barrett? I mean, it's like they had the bad news Barrett thing on a plate, and then it's just they killed it. Why? I I don't know. The only thing that comes to mind right now is that they're on board with Dean and not Bad News Barrett. Maybe they're gun shy with Bad News Barrett because he keeps getting hurt, and Dean is a at least a a growing face. Which they don't have a lot of, uh, let's be honest. So, I, if they're all in on Dean, I'm totally behind that. Yeah, how could you not be? I mean, the guy is you know extremely talented and uh, a guy that I think a lot of fans could grab a hold on to. Now, I will say this: if Wade Parrot can't stay healthy and he gets injured again, I, I think we're going to see a lot of WWE officials saying maybe we're going to have to let this guy go. And if he does go, I totally expect him to join TNA. Uh, him and Ken Anderson can join a new tag team called the Glass Guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that Barrett is kind of like Seamus and Cesaro, that Vince or somebody know. Well, we know. We will. I don't know. Vince doesn't like Cesaro. But let's, let's just. Vince knows that they're there and they're solid in the ring or whatever, and that if he ever turned the volume up on them, he can do something with them. Mm-hmm. So they're there in the background. And uh, Seamus and Barrett also get injured a lot. So, you know, there's that. Which, sure. Which problem with that. But it kind of sucks. They do all this stuff with them, and then just nothing. Yep. WWE at their finest. <laughs> uh, speaking of at their at their finest, another one of these things that WWE did last year, and now we're doing it again. Uh, Goldust and Stardust lose the Ascension again. This time it's Goldust that messes up because he uh, gets involved at, with a Victor distraction or whatever, and then Connor like clips back. I think. Uh, uh, is it Goldust or Sardust? I don't remember. But they lose again. And then Sardust, almost getting out of character, becoming Cody again, sort of, uh, starts yelling at Goldust that he needs to get his head on straight and whatever. If you remember last year, it was Cody that was messing up. And then eventually turned to Sardust. So 
If Goldus is messing up, is he gonna learn turn to Dustin Reynolds and Uh oh. The car preacher again? Is it... With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. <laughs> I just hope that this leads to a mess because if this is, they're doing this and it leads to nothing, I, I'm just sad for gold this. Mm-hmm. And Cody, poor guy. Yeah. You know, I I don't think they would be do they they wouldn't be putting this much effort into it. We thought that we they were doing this last year, and it just turned into Stardust, which which was fine. Uh, but there's it seems it seems like it's time. I mean, it is time to put this tag team to bed. What else are they gonna do? Uh, they've won the belts twice, and they never really seem to do anything with them uh, as post Stardust now. So. I, I think this is the time to do it, and definitely the time to give them the Mania match for sure. I mean, who doesn't want to see another Hollywood backlot brawl, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole thing. It's I just really hope that they do let these guys go at it, and you know, let this be final. You know, there's been rumors Goldust is going to hang the boots up after this, and. Uh, this is the perfect opportunity to let these guys, you know, showcase what they have. I think it'll be uh, a really great match, and I hope that they go through with it. I hope that they don't sell us short. But can they really uh, make the money with Cody? Is Cody because they've tried so many things with the guy, and just I don't know. I mean, he keeps because he's so great. He keeps making them all work. But do you think we're finally gonna get him going somewhere? If this match does happen, I, I would see. I wouldn't see why you wouldn't. I mean, you've put this guy either in a a weird gimmick or mm, sort of makeshift tag teams, and he's really made them work almost every time. Uh, like like you said, so I I don't know how you could not see value in a guy like this. I mean, even if he is just perennial top of the tier mid card guy, that's still a a form of success, maybe not the success we all want, because I do think the guy could be a world heavyweight champion if they really wanted him to be. But, you know, I mean, the guy has got talent coming out of, you know, everywhere. So I don't know why you wouldn't do anything with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, I, I didn't have a problem with the first gimmick he had. I, I love the fact that he took care of himself, the whole beauty thing. And I thought that was great. I would not have a problem if he ever revisited that. But I think that Cody Rhodes is great. I can't really say that, you know, he's going to be the most, you know, liked or maybe the most over superstar. But I think he'll do okay even if he's not Stardust. But, you know, even if he went on with Stardust for a lot longer uh, after Goldust takes off, I think he'll be okay. I just have a lot of 
trust and maybe a little bit too much faith in Cody Rhodes' ability. But uh, I, I like the guy to be okay without his brother. Yeah, think about it. I mean, this guy had the dashing Cody Rhodes thing. He had the mask Cody Rhodes thing. Uh, the mustache Cody Rhodes. Uh, the stuff with Sandow. The stuff with, you know, Goldust. I mean, and all that works somehow. It's just... It's amazing to me that somehow he's still left in this in the cold. Mm-hmm. Um, moving along, we to somewhere maybe we don't want to go. Uh, John Cena coming out and uh, deciding he wants to pimp the Stone Cold podcast with Triple H at the beginning um, because you know that needed another plug. Especially John Cena doing it, who... Really, okay, can we just stop having John Cena plug things? Uh, he's getting as bad as Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But, and then he, he he just takes forever to get to his point um, of uh, running down the authority, you know, saying that, oh, they, they did all this to me and putting me in lopsided matches and whatever... And I finally brought back Ryback and Dolph Ziggler and Eric Rowan. Hey, you know what? These guys showed up on SmackDown. But let's not remember that because, you know, SmackDown doesn't matter. Ah. Uh, but either way, uh, Ste- these guys come out. Stephanie then puts them in matches, basically. We get Luke Harper and Ryback, uh, Dolph and Bray Wyatt, and Eric Rowan uh, against Rusev. So, and the first match is Luke Harper and Ryback, which is really good. Um, for two big guys going at it once again, Ryback in the ring with the right guy, uh, right big guy, he looks really good. Uh, you know, the John Cena promo and bringing out the other guys doesn't really turn into anything other than an excuse to make matches, which, which is okay with me. I mean, it does have a point, even though the segment I thought was kind of lame. Uh... And then, yeah, we get Harper and Ryback, which is just absolutely out of left field, nowhere, just tremendous. Uh, big clotheslines, big boots, big moves. I mean, these guys beat the crap out of each other for a solid eight minutes. I mean, it, I loved every second of it. Yeah, it was very enjoyable. I, I will say that. And so, I mean, uh, anything they can do to keep it going, I'm on board. Well, well, for one, I mean, you know, saying a John Cena promo segment was lame is like nothing new, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, and he, he, John Cena, you know, for all the the crap I give him all the time and all that, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but seemingly, uh, I don't think they've been as lame as they have been in the past. But, you know, I still do get bored at times because it's the same stuff over and over. Well, we get the uh, continuation. At least this was a continuation of SmackDown with Cesaro and Jimmy Uso. Uh, Tyson Kidd won on SmackDown. So we have a Cesaro win here. A nice little match. Um, a nasty uppercut by Cesaro to Jimmy Uso. And uh, once again, these guys prove that they are great singles wrestlers. Um, which we know that they are, so they should win against who are perennial tag wrestlers, so it makes sense. I don't know that I like the... At least they didn't lose that much. We haven't had the Usos lose a bunch of times as a tag team. Uh, 
so that's better than what normally happens with tag team champions. For sure. Uh, once again, another really good match. Uh, I can't remember if it's this one or the SmackDown match that had one of the uh, either Tyson or Cesaro jumping off the top rope and just eating one of the sickest super kicks I've ever seen in my life. Um, Cesaro ate one pretty bad in this one. Yeah, and then yeah, that that uppercut was just phenomenal. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised Jimmy still has a head after that, but uh, I'm totally looking forward to this tag match. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of people are, you know, and, you know, not a terrible, uh, you know, showcase what they did on Monday Night Raw. I, I thought that was pretty well done. Uh, and, you know, you just got, there's a lot of things with the USOs and, uh, you know, a lot of positive things compared. So I'm looking forward to it as well. Yes, I am too. Should be great match. Uh, once again, I will make this joke because it's pertinent. If you have this thought off the show, you better hope that whatever follows it is actually equally as good. Because you know, usually when the Usos start off the show against another tag team, it winds up being match of the night and not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um. So we get uh, Mizdow backstage. With the Miz, uh, he's getting some kind of fruit for the Miz, and uh, there's somebody comes in wants an autograph, and Miz tells him to go away, and he's like, "Well, I actually want Miz Dow's autograph," and Miz rips it up and tells him to leave. So, uh, you know, Miz is like, "You know what? He just doesn't get it. You know, you both know how uh, the story plays out." Uh, and then you you became a joke, basically, Ms. Dell, whatever. And Ms. Dell's like, you know, doing the whole being a stunt double. So Ms. is like, stop. Uh, I gave you a purpose. You've been a tag team champion because of me. Uh, you're a talentless prop, and you're the worst stunt devil I've ever had. And Mir fired Ms. Dell. And now you have a new job. You'll be my personal assistant. And Ms. Dell keeps mimicking him so he's... He tells him to stop again. It's like, go Nutribullet my protein shake with extra strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, we have that. So we finally have the official sort of starting to separate Miz and Miz Dow thing. Um, later in the show, we have Miz get cost a match by Sandow literally just kind of standing there. <laughs> So even though, and we get we want Sandow's chance and everything, which distracts Miz because he's upset about it. Um, Sandow gets on the apron and Miz yells at him to get off. So we get a distraction roll-up finish. You know, those those things they're so my favorite. Um, but I guess it makes sense. But I'm just it's still damn it. Stop doing that finish, my God sakes! <laughs> Stop doing it. <laughs> I think that's number six on the year. I'm going to keep a tab of these. Oh, jeez. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I think that's just on Raw, by the way. So, <laughs> can't wait for the other shows to put that in there. Um, but, yeah, just putting those two Miz and Miz Dow segments together, what would you guys think? I tell you what, from going from the tag food with... Uh, tag food. Oh, that was bad. Tag feud, excuse me, with the Usos. Uh, to really everything they were doing before that to now, I just they've done a really great job with Mizdow 
whether they meant to or not. Uh, they, they've happened upon a terrific opportunity here to make a, a tremendous feud come out of this and especially put Ms. Dow over or, you know, what, what, I guess we're going to go back to calling him Sandow if this is over eventually. So, I mean, just, I think for somebody who we were all so very down on, or at least the WWE seemed down on after the Money in the Bank debacle, uh, I don't think this could have gone any better, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with him. Uh, you know, it was nice for sure to get a chance to see this whole storyline change up just a bit to kind of get us towards that area where we want, and that's for him to separate off the Miz. Uh, I like that. You know, you know, the personal assistant thing is definitely a kick in the nuts because, you know, Miz Dow does not want to do that. You know, he's enjoying being the, the guy mimicking the Miz, but he does not want to be the servant of the Miz. I can guarantee you that. So uh, it's just a great way to start the story, um, especially if they're going to head into WrestleMania or wherever they're going to do with this thing. Uh, I think it's a good thing. Uh, but it does make you wonder what the future of Damian Sandow is. I mean, is he going to be Damian Sandow again, or are they going to kind of continue on with what he's doing now and maybe just let him go with somebody else or be a kind of a comical wrestler type? I don't know. Um, but I like the guy a lot, and I hope he you know, does better from here on. Speaking of doing better, you couldn't do any better than the Dolph Ziggler break. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Wyatt match that happened after oh. the initial backstage thing. Uh, I know there's a thing with Cena. Uh, he talks to R Rowan and uh, comes. This is actually kind of nice because you get Roman or Rowan talking. Uh which is not, you know, something we see him do that much. He actually does well for himself here. Um, he's he talks about, well, I'm I'm glad that Cena stood up for him or whatever. That uh, you know, Cena, you know, tells him he shouldn't been fired, but he was, and that he he likes to think he's a changed man for for what happened, and that uh, you know. Uh, Cena tells Rowan to be on his game with Rusev because Rusev's dangerous or whatever. So they kind of talk strategy or whatever. Um, so that was nice. Um, it doesn't seem like it mattered at all when we get to the thing later. But uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah, that Dolph Ziggler Bray Wyatt match. My God. So wonderful. So great. Um, damn. This, this is the best thing on this show. Well, possibly the best. I mean, it, it runs the gambit of Perfect wrestling matches on the show, but damn, this was good. Uh, absolutely. I just want to touch on that Rowan's uh, segment first. I really like this. Um, we talk about growing characters in the mid card, and this is totally a segment that does that. Um, and I just want to, I appreciate what what would happen there and all that. So even though I really wish Rowan just sort of like continued the weird thing and just gave Cena the sheet mask for just just I know just I to be weird. Yes. Happen. Yeah, I think all of us were looking forward to that sheet mask being given away, but sadly it wasn't. And I was, man, I was really hoping for, you know, looking forward to a 
new Rowan, you know, the, the guy that's more violent, maybe a little bit more sadistic without the mask, and no, but he's still... Trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then jumping into Ziggler and Wyatt, I just, I don't know if I could tell you all the spots in this, because they go back and forth a whole lot, uh, especially near the end, but the beginning mostly sees Wyatt just tossing Dolph around. Uh, which is is great because Dolph sells like a champ. Obviously, that's why we love him. Um, but I mean, that finish was awesome. No selling a famouser straight in Sister Abigail. I mean, just they're doing a great job of making Wyatt look really, really strong right now. And then we and we talk about all the stuff about keeping Roman strong, but they they're doing a great job of keeping Wyatt strong. Gary, anybody? yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I totally agree, you know, and the one thing I will say, you know, besides it's being an outstanding match is it's interesting to me to see uh, both these guys look great. And, you know, no matter who was to lose this match, I just think that they're already over, um, you know, Bray Wyatt being the, the guy that, that does get the victory. I, I think it's not only good for him and probably makes more sense for him because of who he could possibly meeting uh, in WrestleMania. Um, Dolph Ziggler taking the loss isn't so bad, but man, they put on a good match. Boy, yeah, this was just, ugh. Eric, you need to go watch this. Just, just go watch this somewhere. If you didn't watch Raw, watch this match. It's, it's, you, you will not be disappointed. Just great stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I, again, I will point out that this is how you book Wyatt, make him look strong, have him throw guys around. I talked about how Brian figured out this is what you need to do with Wyatt. Make him look like a beast. He's not this guy that's going to do a million moves and get all technical on you. Whatever, but yet you need to make him look like a monster, and he Digger does that here, and then he totally looks like it when he freaking no-sells the famous and then the sister Abigail. So, Yep. And uh, you can tell by the crowd reactions for the guy. There was a dual chant going on a lot for a lot of the match. So, you know, they're they're getting the crowd in him again, which to their point, you know, we should we should give them a props for that. Oh, and we know why it's getting uh, himself uh, that way. We, we shouldn't give it all to them. Why it is the fantastic talent that should. Oh be yeah. Coming for that. Definitely. So, we get uh, Rollins talking about, with Stephanie, about the whole Brian thing, you know, them having to have the match, and he's uh, confident, you know, as Triple H brings up, even brings up Randy Orton, uh, he didn't get, he didn't get it with, with all the opportunities he got, you know. Uh, Rollins is not going to be like Orton, so hey, we get a Orton reference, we know this might be happening. Uh, you know, but it wound up that Rollins was under Orton's boot and everything. We reminded the fans of this. So this must mean we're getting something for this. Um, tonight, he's going to punch his ticket to Fastlane and stomp out the Yes Movement once for all. So there you go, Rollins. All right. Um, we also got Alicia Fox versus Paige, which ends rather quickly. With uh, the Bellas being at ringside, and basically what happens is that, yeah, we get 
the Bell is attacking her with Sprite Hand because she's pale, guys. Oh my god, it's wow. so terrible. Then, you know, Paige must protect her paleness. Hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, she, I, I noticed that, you know, they, they really made her look kind of goofy, but on the other hand, I mean, you, you kind of got a glimpse of what she looked like, you know, it's a little bit of a tan on her, and I don't know. I don't know if that's her look. I just... If this whole feud is going to be about Paige being tan, this is the saddest feud I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> we, I, how many times... We made this joke, and I said, wait till it happens, Paul. It's going to happen one of the feuds she's in. Just... And it's for the belt, too. I mean, this is... They're better than this. They have to be better than this. I know we give their writing team crap, like, all the time. But come on, guys. This is worse than the Edge and Booker T for the shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they're going to be this goofy, they just need to do the stipulations. You know, if the Bellas lose, you know, they've got to do something. Great hand on a pole match. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there you go. I, I just think it's funny, and whoever does lose, I think Hulk Hogan, he is the ultimate professional. He can come out and help him. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can have Sonny come out with his spray tan uh, okay. <laughs> we may need a, a TV 14 rating for that segment yeah. Yeah. as long as she's not on Skype we'll yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, moving along here uh, what happens here oh yeah this is we have the Miz and Miz that seven we talked about earlier. The Miz versus Encarna match that we already talked about that segment. So we also get a Bray Wyatt promo where he talks about that you know he's been called many names, a seducer, a destroyer, or whatever. You know, people can just call him Bray, and that you know he's been watching someone for quite some time. They used to fear him, but all that fear turned into love and admiration. And Wyatt is the new face of fear. He's the dragon. And I cannot wait to see you again. Because he knows someone's listening to him. Who is this mysterious person listening to him? I'm so glad we know who it is. Because it just makes it even better. I just hope the the boogeyman knows he's talking to him. Yeah. The boogeyman was there watching. Yeah. In a mess, no doubt. These, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, is it is it so obvious? I mean, and it really makes you question. You know, we haven't seen much or heard much from Taker. Um, I mean, is there any shot that this is really going to happen? Well, I want to see Wyatt no sell a thunder thing in one of his promos or something. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just. Like I said, I, if this isn't over-the-top gimmicky, I don't want to see it because they have a real opportunity to do something special. Um, people tend to remember the, the over-the-top craziness. Um, and you got two guys who are perfect for it here. That match is going to be really, really rough, though, especially if what we got out of Taker last year is what we're expecting this year. Maybe he's had more time to get better this time. I, you know, I mean... I hope so. I really hope so, because Wyatt could... I mean, Wyatt has to get the rub if it is Taker again, so I just... Man, I'm nervous, is all I'll say. I'm real nervous about this. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of nervous, uh, Rusev and Lana came out to make us all nervous about the state of America with uh, Eric Rowan coming out. The mask doesn't even happen because Rusev attacks him. John Cena has to be the worst friend ever. <laughs> John, John Cena does never comes out to help people. It's just it's ridiculous. Like, didn't y'all just get done talking shop? I mean, like you can't go help out Rowan at all. <laughs> no, he's he's playing electric football backstage. What's <laughs> 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 going on? <sighs> So then we get Lana showing us a movie premiere of uh, Rusev meeting everyone, which was great. Uh, yeah, it just the trailer was funny and great at the, at the moment. And then uh, the uh, flag like doesn't fall down and gets stuck or whatever. So Rusev and Lana like freak the hell out, and it's so great. <laughs> just it is the best. Um, way to make a, you know, a fuck of just gold. Just saying. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, these two haven't even been really around wrestling all that long. And to just react this way in the moment that way totally sells every, I mean, it obviously whether this was meant to happen or not, doesn't really matter at this point because the way they sold that was just awesome. The, the crowd starts out laughing at him and then just totally Whenever they start healing it up hardcore, they just boo the crap out of them. This was really effective, I would say. Oh, yeah, I would say, too. And um, out of instincts, I mean, that just shows you what kind of good instincts they have, you know. And I, I thought this was very telling. I, I, I don't know, you know, even if it was a mistake or wasn't, whatever it was. Uh, I, I think it, you know, helped him uh, really logistically because I, I look at Rusev and I look at, okay, we've done as much as we can do with that whole thing and how much, you know, the whole Russia thing can you do. But you know what? With something like this, it's a little bit fresh. I like it. For sure, yes, because anytime Lana is on, she just nails it anyway. Yeah, there you go. So uh, we get to Roman Reigns. Uh, he's sitting in worried, and uh, then we get uh, Reigns that says that Seth is going to get what's coming to him. You know, he doesn't get mad; he gets even. And uh, Brian, Brian is there. I forgot to mention this point. Uh, he's uh, hopes he's not banking on getting revenge come fast lane because Reigns will be facing him. And Reigns kind of takes it as a threat, sort of. And Brian's like, no, it's not a threat. Just saying. Reigns says he doesn't care who he's facing at Fastlane. This should have been said at the beginning of the show. Not now, but you know. Whatever. Uh. <laughs> no. Uh, he's going to be going to Mania whether the world likes it or not. So. that that see... This is the Roman Reigns that should be around all the time. Not when WWE figures out they screwed up mid-show or something. Just whatever. Just saying. Uh, then we get Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan, which, yeah, was just awesome. Awesome. Uh, we also have Reigns running down the ramp because Big Show 
gets involved. So he spears the crap out of Big Show on the outside. And uh, then uh, the ref sees uh, Jamie Noble get involved. So Roman, like Superman, punches Rollins because uh, he gets distracted with Noble. And then Brian gets in the corner. And we get the knee. And yes, Daniel Bryan will be facing Roman Reigns at Fastlane for the number one contender spot to go to WrestleMania. Yep, and Chip Waits is not happy about it either. Uh, and he will say that to, you know, Stone Cold after uh, he gets, uh, after they get done with that. So, yeah. I just, this main event, my God, uh, back and forth, they kick the crap out of each other. I really, like, we talk about wrestlers evolving their movesets a lot on here, too. Seth Rollins adding the buckle bomb. I, I, I love that move, uh, and he does a great job with it. Daniel Bryan is just Daniel Bryan in this. He, he's as wonderful as we've all come to expect. Uh there's great reversals back and forth. And I tell you what, the, what you said about Reigns was on point. This is how they should have been booking him the whole time. But if this is what we're in for, for the rest of his run up to Mania, I think Reigns will be fine come Mania. Uh, just, he, he looks, he feels the part of the badass. Or, you know, he talks the part at the beginning of the show. We get some more of that in that segment with Debray. He comes out during this and just hits one of the best spears I've ever seen in my life. Like, he leaps 10 feet off the ground, it feels like, and nails show in the chest to take him down with a spear. It was nuts. Uh, and then Debry gets the surprise win, because I really thought that they were going to give it to Seth here. So just, I get, you know, 10 points all the way around for a tremendous matchup. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is quality all the way around. I mean, what a main event. You couldn't ask for any much any, anything much better, to be honest with you. Uh, I was so excited to see how well it was done. Uh, I was kind of thinking, okay, th this match can't be that great because what they're going to do is they're going to have some kind of you know situation where they're going to mess it up or Kane's going to come in and ruin it and all that. I just figured there's some kind of some kind of ploy here to suck us in and then just kind of destroy everything we hoped, and they didn't. It, it all worked out well. Um, I was very excited to see it. I kind of thought this was the way it was going to work out because I knew that they were trying to make up for what was going on after the you know the whole Royal Rumble fiasco and all that, um, and what would happen at Fastlane, which is going to happen at Fastlane. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But you know, I also want to point out what you guys already said about Roman Reigns. Great way to kind of rebound on him to get him looking like this. You know. Angry guy, this guy that's you know ready to take on the world, and you know not using too much when it comes to vocals. I, I thought you know what he said was precise. It wasn't a whole lot. He wasn't explaining himself. He wasn't doing nursery rhymes or talking about you know uh, Looney Tunes or Tall Tales. He was just being a serious guy. Only had a few things to say that was very positive. So I think he comes out smelling a lot better after this episode of Raw. And I think that main event, uh, wow, it's just a great way to put a period on to the, the final part of this show. Yeah, because, I mean, just running some down some of the stuff, just the whole, 
Brian freaking suicide diving on a J&J and Seth over the freaking announce table. They go uh, the back suplex from the top rope by Brian on Seth was great. The buckle bomb by or the buckle bomb attempt and then Brian like gets out of it and then two kicks from the face. Just awesome. And then the, the Rollins actually using his feet to get out of the yes lock was really cool. Just. They had some really awesome near falls in this, and it just felt like it kept going and going and going, and just great study. Again, this this Raw for wrestling-wise did not miss a beat at all. Um, it helped it because some of the storyline development wasn't quite there or whatever, but just great stuff. And now we have a situation where we had kind of heard this little rumor, but we thought maybe it wouldn't happen, or, or it was, you know, fans just being fans, hoping for things. Um, but it's cool to see it come true. This is WWE kind of mending their mistake a little bit, I think. Um, because you can, this can go one of two ways. Either the fans are going to totally crap on Reigns, or Reigns is going to do so good in this match with Brian, and Brian's perfect guy to put in a match with Reigns. And say, okay, Reigns, you have earned your shot at facing Brock Lesnar. You beat Brian now, the guy that we think is the best or whatever. He's the best wrestler. He's the, the uncrowned champion or whatever. You beat Brian, now you deserve to go, and we're going to be behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, I just, I don't, I see that match obviously getting its fair share of time. Obviously, you know, it's a big marquee match. Um... But there's no way that ends clean. There's there's just no way. Oh yeah, no way. Yeah. I think uh Aaron called in here, so how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Wanna talk about anything? Well, um I'm actually coming in a little late. Uh had class tonight, decided to stop it at my little local watering hole, have a couple beers and um heard you guys are talking about the uh the Daniel Bryan Seth Rollins match and honestly it's like for a TV match, God, that was awesome. Just really just helps showcase like what these guys can do and when they talk about the future of professional wrestling or the future of WWE or anything like that, these two guys right there showed exactly what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, it it was exciting to see, and I really felt like, man, you know, if this is the future, I think we have a lot of great things to look forward to. And, And I think Roman Reigns, once he gets his feet underneath him, once he gets more experience, once he's got a chance to, to get himself in the right spot to where they need him to be, uh, adding him to that mix, I mean, they, they've got so much talent. They just got to use it appropriately. I'm actually a huge proponent of Roman Reigns, believe it or not. Roman Reigns is not, uh, as people say, uh, green. He is absolutely, I wouldn't say he's not ready, but I wouldn't say he's completely ready. The thing is, is that I think what they should do with him really is give him some time to develop his character much as his cousin, The Rock, did, he had that time to really develop his character, and he came into The Rock from Rocky Maivia. I think that's really what they needed to do. I think they kind of, they did rush 
quite a bit. And I think that what they need to do with him is let him let him kind of mold himself into a character. And I think they're scripting it a little too much, and they're trying to force him into what they want him to be instead of letting him really work himself and figure out his character on his own. Um, uh, as an example, it's as a as a wrestler, you are told you need to develop your character. You need to figure out who your character is. Why does your character dress this way? Why does your character do this? Why does your character say this? Why does your character do promos like this? It's a very, I guess in the WWE, it'd be a very old school way of thinking about things. But really, it's a formula that has worked for years and years and years. And I think they've tried to go a little too far away from that with... uh, and I, I really don't want to blame Vincent Mann, but Vincent Mann is to blame. He wants to go more towards a Hollywood style of things. Uh, everything is scripted. So I think he's trying to script a character and make it work. But unfortunately, is that the actor he chose to play the character isn't quite working out. So if he wants Roman Reigns to become the new face of the WWE, the new John Cena, if you will, he needs to let Roman Reigns take control of what's going on and he needs to let Roman Reigns be who he is and develop his own character. But does he want to do, how do we know he wants to do that? How do we know he wants to not have his promo scripted? You know, because Triple H did say that there's guys that do prefer this way, that do want it that way because they haven't been trained in the way of, okay, you have to figure it out yourself or whatever. You know, he he did say in that interview. You know, I'm I'm doing I'm here just doing whatever they're telling me to do. I don't care because I'm getting my money. You know, does he want to go that extra mile of figuring himself out or whatever, or is he just fine with doing whatever they tell him? And if it works out, then it works out. Okay, all right. And if that's the case, that's all well and fine. But he has to understand that his career, his everything lies in the hands of somebody else. And honestly, that if it was me, I would not be comfortable with that. If he's comfortable with saying, hey, pff, go ahead, let somebody else you know, decide who I am, what I do, blah, 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 I'll go out there and do it. Well, that's just, you know, there's, there's no creative input on your side. And it's just, it's, I don't want to say it's destined to fail, but it's kind of hard for me not to say it's destined to fail because it's, you're not, the whole thing is that if he actually went out there and put a little bit of creative input into creating his character, there would be uh, that little bit of heart behind it. If he decides that he wants somebody else out to you know, come out and script his character and do all this for him, there's not going to be any heart behind it. He's going to sit there and continually ask for lines because he can't remember his lines or whatever, and it's just it's going to fall flat, and the fans are going to crap all over it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, if this guy wants to be the guy making all this money and he's going to be the face of the WWE, I would think you would want to put in at least some effort into making sure you're that level of guy who can keep earning that big money paycheck. <laughs> well, I right. think this is why this Master Brian is great, because it will show us that. It will show us how much effort he's willing to put in and how much he has, he, you know... Uh, grown since just 
from these last couple of weeks or anything. Just I think that that's going to show us if he's really going to be ready and all that kind of stuff, I think. Yeah. Ain't no match, way. Go ahead, Aaron. The match with Brian is going to be very telling. And the reason I say that is because he's either going to really, like, step it up and go above and beyond and just go as far as he can take himself or he's just going to go with the flow and, you know, continue like, okay, that's what they want me to do. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to really go outside of what they want me to do. I mean, honestly, if you believe that Daniel Bryan's going to win the match, sadly, I think that you're kind of living in a dream world uh, as much as I would like Daniel Bryan to win the match. We we all know it's not going to happen. But I think that if Roman Reigns comes out with an open mind and they talk to the agents and the agents say, Hey, this is what we want to do. If he listens to Brian and Brian says, Hey, what if, you know, what if we do this? What if we do that? And he listens to somebody who's been there, gosh, how many years? And if he listens to that input and, you know, between Daniel Bryan and whatever agent is helping like build this, you know, put this match together. I think if Roman Reigns listens to the advice he gets and he puts forth a hundred percent effort, I think he can come out of this looking just, Fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, and Aaron, having the experience that you've had in the ring and, and you know, kind of knowing uh, what you have to do to get to, you know, certain points of your career and trying to figure out what's going to go on with Roman Reigns in this match against Daniel Bryan. Do you think that they're going to have him use a lot more uh, additions to their his moveset, maybe to kind of match Bryan? Because we all know that Bryan can work and he can work well with many different, uh, you know, offensive moves and he can do a lot more than, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, let's just be honest what Reigns probably can do at this time. I just, unless Reigns can do it, we haven't seen it. And they've kind of kept Reigns roped into those certain moves and not really let him expose anything else that he may know. Do you think they'll use that to, to take advantage of this match at fast lane? Well, they have to. If they keep him to using the same power moves over and over again, it's going to get played out and the fans are going to get tired of it. He has to come out of his shell and he has to try different things. I mean, it's, you know, the whole five moves of doom, it's it's a fallacy. Every wrestler will know how to do every move because Mm -hmm. every move is basically based around just the basic bumps that you learn. Mm -hmm. So the whole point about that is that if they allow Roman to actually like do anything outside of what, you know, like the Superman punch, the spear, all that, which they really should. then absolutely. Like if, if they let him do that, it's, he's going to look fantastic in that match. And they really, they really need to do that because with the, you know, the rumble fiasco, the fans just aren't as behind him as they should be. So if he goes out and has a great match with Brian, dude, he'll be set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a, should be looked at as a star-making performance for the man. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. They do everything in their power to make it so. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and one of the question for you, Aaron, and I'm not sure if you had the opportunity to listen to the interviews uh, Sam Roberts did with Roman Reigns. We we touched on this briefly in our quick hit segment, uh, but he made the comment, and I think you may have mentioned you've you've probably already answered this before, but you know, uh, entertain me for a minute here and humor me. Uh, he said basically, unless you actually know what it's like and you've actually locked up with somebody in the ring, unless you've been there as a wrestler or someone is trained as a wrestler, you don't have much of an opinion because I have done it. Do you agree with his statement there? Uh, to, uh, to a certain point. I, um, there are times where I will be on like, you know, the Facebook group and, I'll sit there and read what fans are posting. I'm just like, uh, you know, you're kind of really off point. And I, it's one of the things that I have a hard time with is that going into a uh, fan page and talking to other fans, sometimes I start talking of the wrestler and not the fan. It's, it's completely like off base. I should be completely a fan when I'm talking to them because just talking as the wrestler is just like totally like just a douchebag move. However, when it comes to the interview that, uh, Reigns Day with Sam Roberts. Um, I think it was wrong with what he said. Um, not so much what he said, but how he presented it. And it was more of he's poised to be the absolute babyface of the company, but yet he went out there and did a complete heel interview. And that's really the only problem that I have with that is that he came off as like just this asshole, like nothing against Roman Reigns. I like the guy. I've never met him, but he's a great guy, has a great look. I think he works really well in the ring, and I think he can actually be who they want him to be. But that interview just came off very, very, very heelish, and it was just kind of, it, it kind of really hurt him if I had any opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, was there anything you wanted else, else you wanted to touch on, Aaron? Uh, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, we've covered an entire Raw. Is there anything else you wanted to kind of, you know, get into? Not really. I mean, I just, you know, like I said, I came in a little bit late, and I just uh, wanted to just call in and just kind of, you know, talk a little bit. No, I appreciate it, for sure. Um, oh. just, do you have anything else, Sean, you wanted to say or ask or anything, or...? I just think that when it comes to that, too, is people, like, you know, there's two kinds of ways of looking at that. It's just, there's a lot of people that like to get on something, and they they just bash it for the sake of bashing it. They don't give it a chance. They don't want to sit there and think about how this could work in some way. You know, like, what we try to do is where we try to sit here and think about how it could work, what they're possibly thinking about, or whatever, they just go, okay, this is not going to work, hands clean, whatever. Whatever I think, even though I have no knowledge of what's going on here or, or you know, whatever, I'm just saying it because I'm me and I think I'm, my opinion is awesome or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. There's also the logical way of thinking of things that, and that's literally what he's saying. I think a lot of people are just seeing it and go, oh, this guy does five moves of doom, that's all he knows how to do, and he's not this great promo guy, and so he's terrible. Like, he's not Daniel Bryan. He's terrible. You know, it's just, that's the stupid fan. That's the fan he's talking about that does act that way. That should be talked to in the manner that Roman Reigns talked about on that interview. But there are many fans that don't do that and use intelligence to break something down. And perhaps they haven't made every step, made every move, 
you know, know how to lock up it all, but they can see things in, in different ways and and say, okay, well, you know what? I can see why they like Roman Reigns. Maybe he just needs to improve in these areas or whatever. Just mm-hmm. there's There's ways of going about things that, you know, that's why I disagree with him in the same way that Aaron says it in that, you know, it just, it depends on the way you bring it to the table. Yeah. Uh, you know, one other thing I want to touch on while we have Aaron with us right now. Uh, I'm not sure, Aaron, did you get a chance to watch the Stone Cold podcast uh, with Triple H on the network? Yeah, yeah, I, I watched it. I was kind of in and out. I was doing some other stuff while watching it, but I caught most of it. Okay, okay. So, you know, from what you may have seen, uh, you know, Triple H touched on a few things, but one thing he did touch on uh, was kayfabe in the fact that he basically said, you know, it's dead because of the fact that, you know, podcasts like ours, uh, the dirt sheets, uh, the internet, uh, just, you know, people nowadays are wise to the business. Uh, You know, with all that being said, um, I'm just kind of curious your take on this. I mean, especially with WWE acknowledging it, the way that they came straight out of Raw and went onto the network and basically did an interview talking about these type of things, going a little bit more backstage. Heck, we even had a network uh, show called uh, WWE 24 that kind of led you backstage of WrestleMania 30. So all these components that are being put in front of us now, and basically WWE saying this is true entertainment, not you know, not pro wrestling. Uh, what do you think about this? Is this a negative on the business, or is this something that really should be taking place because the fans are just intelligent to it? Um, well, my opinion on that is that I think to continually acknowledge the fact that kayfabe is not as strong as it used to be is an absolute negative on the business. Uh, when I do a show and I wrestle a match uh, before intermission, uh, enhancement talent for life, whatever, <laughs> Um, but if I wrestle a match before intermission, you know, I'm going out to intermission, I'm going to grab a bite to eat at a concession stand or whatever, or maybe push, uh, push some merchandise, um, that entire time it's, I'm selling, you know, what I got worked over in the match. Uh, if I see a face, you know, I just stare at them. And especially if I see my opponent, I'm going to talk some trash. And the thing is, is that most of the fans these days are smart. They understand that, you know, it's all an act. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that kayfabe is dead, but the thing about it is that we as, as, as workers, as wrestlers, should do as much as we can to keep kayfabe alive, even though the fans understand that you know, it's all a show. I, I think that if we sit there and we keep the kayfabe alive as much as we can, fans will actually get behind a lot more, and they'll be like, oh, they're really trying. They're really like, you know... He's out here, you know, with the fans and everything, and, you know, he sees his opponent, starts talking trash, he's selling his injuries still. It's it's completely important to me, and I think that, you know, with WWE coming out and just saying, you know, oh, well, with this and that, and kayfabe's dead and all that, I think it's very negative. It's just not saying anything bad about WWE, because I would honestly love to work for them in some regard at some point, but I think it's, to a degree, it's very, very detrimental to the the product as a whole and uh really it's like if you don't try to keep some semblance of kayfabe then the suspension of disbelief 
for the fans is going to become harder and harder to actually achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I totally understand that. I totally agree. You know, and I, just looking at it from what you're talking about, Aaron, you know, the first thing that hits my mind, and, and, and I hope this isn't disrespectful to you or anybody else out there, um, but I do associate it with other entertainment forms. Um, if you go to Colorado, they have uh, cowboy towns, and legitimately they have cowboys walking around. They have gunfights. They have things like that. But as a young man, as a little boy, I went and saw this, and I actually got an autograph from one of the cowboys because I thought it was so cool because he came up and talked to me, and at the same time, he was just having a gunfight outside. But, you know, he maintained that character even though he wasn't in the gunfight. The show was over. I, I really respected that. And so thinking about it from where you're coming from, Aaron, I think it's totally the truth. I mean, you've got to keep it going. You've got to do your best to hold on to it. It would have been a total different aspect if that guy in that cowboy outfit would have took his hat off and took off his shirt and it would have been a Megadeth shirt. It wouldn't have made no sense. <laughs> so I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I, I, I do agree with that. I, I think that WWE is trying to approach this as entertainment. That's what they keep pushing. Uh, but that's WWE. I think that the blessing here is that we do have other promotions that are out there. New Japan. Uh, we also have ROH and just a TNA, if you want to use TNA, who are not exactly TNA pushing. a terrible example because they're just completely well, opening the yeah, they are. I guess that's hard. I, I wanted to be nice to them and put their name in there, Sean. But you're right. You're completely right. ROH is more of the aspect we're talking about here. They're not doing that. Uh, WB and TNA are focusing on the entertainment. These other promotions aren't. So I, I think you're right, though, on that. Um, Paul, Sean, do you want to say anything to that? You know, uh, when it comes to kayfabe, it may not be dead, but it's certainly taken a lot of bullets in the last 10, 15 years. Uh the internet obviously making pretty much anything and everything available to you with a few clicks. Um, like wrestling dirt sheet sites, as far as the eye can see, uh, just, I mean, you can go to 401 Mania right now, which is where our podcast resides, uh, along with many other places. Uh, cheap pop there. But, uh, you know, uh, you could just click on anything there and you can get a whole crap ton of wrestling news right there. And it's stuff that we're technically not supposed to know, but we know anyways. So, you know, that certainly does wear down a lot on what used to be what you got on TV, and that was it. Uh, So, to say that it's dead, and and they're not entirely wrong, because there are parts of it that are just dead, but there are several things, as Aaron and Gary both tested to, where you just, if you live the gimmick, it's still real to us, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think I have to commend Aaron, because he's, like... I've said this to him personally, but I, I really appreciate that he has so much passion for what he does, and he like really is committed to it, and he wants to keep all the kayfabe stuff alive. Because you know, I tried doing that when I was doing it, and it was it was hard for me sometimes because I did want to be when I was I wanted to be nice to this little kid or whatever, and I and I couldn't, you know. And uh, well, but well, then I, I mean- got to really. But then I got to really enjoy it when I got to be a face. You know, I got to go to this autograph sign and have this kid come up to me and go, hey, I want your autograph. And I'm like, uh, you know, he's like, you're my – and his mom was telling me how I was his favorite and all this stuff. And I was like, 
I almost started crying. I'm like, I can't believe there was this one kid, and I, out of all these, and I barely started here, and he likes me, you know. And I'm like, this is like the most amazing thing ever, you know. Um, but if I was a heel, I'm sitting there like, man, I can I really enjoy this? I'm not supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to be mean or something, you know. I'm supposed to, <laughs> if somebody comes up to me after the show, I'm supposed to, you know, be an ass and tell them to go away or something, you know, just. Uh, it's it's one of these things too. It's just it's so hard now because uh, you know every as Triple H said, you know everything before it even starts. That's why they have to change things. That's why they uh, you can't just go along for the ride anymore because they have to change it because they know too many people know and it may not be as exciting, you know. And uh, it does hurt sometimes um, because uh, never how much we we said that. Sometimes the most logical thing is the best thing. And they have to go out of logic sometimes because they're so scared that some people know they're not going to care. You know, they're not going to care to sit there about the payoff. And that's why they don't have long-running storylines because they're going to be like, well, everybody can see where this is going. They're not going to care. And it hurts. It, it hurts the product. There's no, there's no uh, you know, constant going on. That's why you have all this 50-50 booking and all this weirdness. And it, it uh, to me, it, it, it really hurts WWE who just pays attention too much to that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And doesn't just say, okay, this is what we really need to do. And and we're doing it. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, a um, uh, couple things before I take off because i got to go. It's getting late. But uh, one thing is, uh, as far as like autographs go, as a heel... You can totally sign autographs. You don't want to be like a dick to the fans, but you yeah. can be in character and say, "Hey, okay, do you want my autograph? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll sign that autograph because it's going to be, you know, the most profitable autograph you'll ever have. The rest of these chumps are nothing compared to me. You know, it's just you play the character. You you can be, you know, this deep, dark, brooding like a hole." But it's like, you know, kids like, can I have your autograph? Be like, sure, kid, but just know it's the only one that'll matter. You know, something like that. And, um, yeah. And, um, oh, crap, I lost my train of thought. Uh, it was, uh, like the last thing you were talking about. Oh, the whole storylines and all that stuff changing and. Whatnot. Yeah, I crap. I don't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, but you know, out of the whole conversation, we're just quickly. Uh, let's circle back to Roman Reigns real quick. I really feel like the whole kayfabe issue has definitely been the biggest downfall for for Roman Reigns because you know, with everybody knowing that they want him to be the next John Cena, it's really affected him. I think if no one knew that, if that was under the the wraps and you know, it was kind of behind the scenes and really no one understood that, I think all of us would be looking at Roman Reigns in a different light and I think a lot of the fans would too. But now that you know he is the next apparent face of the company, you're going to give him a hard time because you kind of see him in that John Cena light. I, I don't know. It's more about WWE has booked him until recently, like the next John Cena. When you're trying to make him make John Cena jokes yeah. that aren't necessary for his character, that's when you say, okay, no, I don't want you. 
You know, I, I don't like you because you're not real. You are fake. You are you are being someone else, and that is never um, great at all. And you've seen this. How many times have you seen this? If you can tell this guy is being a character and not being himself, or he does, truly does not believe in what he is saying, it it takes you out of the moment, right? You you cannot mm-hmm. suspend your your disbelief at that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, if you're touting a guy as your next face of the company, I'm sure a lot of people out there are going to start holding that guy to a different standard. Uh, especially when you think of guys who have been given that ball uh, as being that top guy in the past. Uh, you know, guys like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and Stone Cold and The Rock and all these great talents. And you have Roman Reigns here who's still admittedly learning stuff as he goes, and he's just not quite at that level yet. You know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'm assuming that's what people are also doing. I mean, I'm sure, you know, trying to be John Cena and being written like trying to be John Cena is is doing him absolutely no favors, of course. But I think there is that stigma of, hey, this is your top guy and he is so far below the pole of being your top guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, Aaron, man, I, I know you uh, you probably want to go here, but uh, you know, uh, any last comments, and uh, you know, anyone you want to promote any shows in the future you got coming up? Um, actually, for uh, any Southern California residents, uh, SoCal Pro, the it's it's my home promotion. Uh, we have a show running Saturday, February seventh, uh, seven o'clock. Anybody who wants to come see like some absolutely awesome wrestling. Come on down. Come check us out. Uh, we're a family-friendly show. You can bring your kids. Um, as far as that, like, nothing really else. You can uh, find me on Facebook under uh, Bruce Guarstein. There's a like page, and there's also uh, a profile for Bruce Guarstein. You can friend me. I'll friend you back. You can find me on um, Twitter at, uh, at Bruce Guarstein. Uh, other than that, um, really the last thing I'll leave you guys off with is that, uh, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns has it. He has it. He's the guy. Deal with it. He's going to be there. Just deal with it. Like that. Very well said. Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Aaron, man. We appreciate you calling in, buddy. Calling anytime, man. Word. I'll do it. Uh, absolutely. I love, uh, calling to the show. You guys are awesome. Uh, have a great rest of the show and I will talk to you guys later. All right. Later, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, let's jump into, you know, before we do move on to NXT, uh, let, let's really talk about this podcast real quick of Stone Cold's with Triple H. And, uh, you know, kind of give me some thoughts what you got from it. Because, I mean, to me, I, I really did enjoy it. I honestly kind of liked it more than I did Vince's. But uh, I, I think it's just because I, I honestly kind of like Triple H a little bit more, maybe. I, I just thought he had a lot of great answers to some of the things that Stone Cold threw his way. You know, uh, I really could have listened to these guys just keep on talking um, for hours and hours because they were so candid about everything. Austin Austin is a great interviewer, and Triple H was admittedly probably more candid than he had any right to be than he probably should have been. And, I mean, God, he just knocked everything out of the park, really. I felt like it was such genuine answers we were getting uh, – which is weird because I've spent a lot of the early 2000s just absolutely despising this guy. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I their, their conversation about NXT, about how Triple H is handling that, 
uh, was very enlightening. I mean, we already knew that was his his thing, but just the specifics and everything that they get into was really neat. Um, their their uh, their conversations really about what Triple H would change right now to, I thought was very enlightening, um, because apparently he even hates three hour Raws, so that that was a bonus. <laughs> the, the future is bright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would, uh, man, I have to agree with Paul, though. I, I wish he could have kept it going for, like, another 30 minutes or something. Just, can we just hear these guys talk for a while? Because I, I wanted to keep hearing it. Uh, the only thing, unless it was in the part that, like, kind of clipped out there for me, I watched it sort of live in the last 20 minutes. I kind of missed I had to watch it on demand, and it was kind of clipping in and out. I would have kind of wanted to hear his thought on why Kurt Angle is not there right now. But I think everything else, he, he pretty much answered that I wanted to know. You know, um, the whole stuff with the NXT, what he wants to do with it, his his whole vision for that, and um, why he does it, which I'm glad that he admits that he understands what the network is and that that's why he does NXT the way he does it, you know, and um, that... The way WWE has to do theirs, you know, Raw or whatnot, is because it is what it is with the uh, having to appeal with so many audiences, you know. And I really appreciate that he was very candid about the whole, you know, we talked about this, but the whole, uh, you know, understanding of the smart fan and not hating on them and not, you know, he doesn't. We can understand now that he's doing that as a character on Raw, but he doesn't hate us he is not vince he understands that we have a value you know and and that we matter it made me feel like i for having a passion for wrestling matter which a lot of times watching WWE, i don't feel like our opinion matters or that we as a collective can do something you know and that was that was really cool to see. I think you know, and Stone, and you know what? It felt so comfortable. It didn't feel like Stone Cold having to be this journalist hammering someone for stuff. Triple mm-hmm. so H just said, "Here, I'm going to give you the answer, the answer that should be given." Yeah, you know, it wasn't so political. It really wasn't. It seemed like Vince had kind of rehearsed in his mind what he wanted to say at times, and it, he kind of had just his you know stubborn ways about him. It didn't matter what anybody else said. This is what it was. Um, and I don't know. I, I think just Triple H was more laid, laid back. He just felt like it was more comfortable conversation. Um, and, and I loved uh, the way that we got a chance to get to know what you guys said, a little bit about the NXT brand, a little bit about what he wants. Because this is what I said last week, guys. I said, I want to know what the future looks like. And I think we got a little sneak peek of what the future could look like. Now, I'm not saying it's going to, but a little sneak peek of what it could look like if you know Triple H has complete control of this thing. Uh, and, the, and especially about the NXT formula. I love the fact that he said, I, pr- I, I set a show the way I would like it to be when I would watch it. If I was a fan watching it, I thought that was classy. Uh, but here's one thing. Actually, I want to bring up, I think, two things here. Uh, two controversial things that Stone Cold brought up in this thing. The first one I want to start out with, and I'm kind of curious about your guys' reaction, is China. Um, he did ask the question, will China ever be a part of the Hall of Fame? 
And you kind of tell Triple H was a little bit uncomfortable with this question. He answered it as best he could. But to me, his answer made complete sense. I want China in the Hall of Fame. She deserves that spot. But his point was, as soon as we put her out there and these kids watching our product see her name, they're going to look her up on the Internet. And the next thing you know, they're going to see some things they shouldn't see, possibly. What do you think about how he reacted to this? I think he did the best he could on a very sensitive subject that's probably both incredibly personal to him, what with his past relationship with China, and what could it possibly be controversial, um, as the question was, you know, with the nature of it. Uh, yes, China's done porn and all that, but she's also done some great things for the WWE. And it's a catch-22 situation that I think Triple H handled very smartly. Uh, he's a dad. He knows there are a lot of kids that watch this show, um, and you you open yourself up for a lot of flack by doing what – if you do put China in there. So, yes, I think she deserves it and all that, and I, I just completely agree with what Triple H said. I, what, what everything that she done or has done, I just – it's going to take a while. Yeah, she's going to have to have years of being retired from that. Like, you know, and it sucks because China deserves to be in there right now. China, if they ever induct DX and they do it without China, that's that's wrong to me. I just I don't think that that should even be done, period. And uh, I won't accept it as the real DX unless they're just going to because even if they induct just Sean and Triple H, China is a part of that, too. So, you know, that's that's the thing. And, and uh, that's something they have to think about. When they decide to do the induction for for her, mm-hmm. um, or for DX for that matter, I just uh, I, he handled it great. I, I I'm glad we got clarification on that too. That you know they do think about these things, and it's not just about well this guy was great so we have to put him in. They have to think about what is he doing now and right. Sunny would be going through the same thing right now mm-hmm. if she was if she wasn't in previously. And she had all the stuff about the drugs, and then now the stuff with Skype or whatever. WWE would have to hesitate to put her in. But she did after. So anybody that complains, WWE can say, well, we put her in this time. She was not doing that when we yep. put her in. So Yeah, and to me, and I know you guys probably may disagree with this comment, but, you know... You think I think about X Pac. X Pac is was also in a, a movie with her, uh, so that to me, you got two people in the same playing field here. It's unfair just because she did make more of a profession of it than he did, but he was in a film. And if you look up X Pac, I mean, you could find that yeah, as well. That was also you can consider that a home movie or whatever. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. I, I see that, but I just say that you still could find. I mean, yeah, it was sold for money and whatever, but you know. Uh-huh. What, what I'm trying to say, it's 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 not like you you have to go search for that. It's not like you know with China where you can go and it doesn't take much to find it. Yeah. Where with the Xbox One, you have it has to be a certain one, and it, you know it's it's whatever. It's just you know 
Yeah, yeah. I just think that China really needs to work on doing a lot of different things to get her her name out there in very, very positive lights. You know, community service, doing other things, you know, other careers, something to really get her name out there in a positive light that when you do look up her name, you do look up who she is, it's good things. Motivational speaker, anything that she can do that maybe push some of those other things down lower on that list on wherever Google, wherever, you know, search engine you use. Um, so, you know, good luck to her. The other, the one thing I want to ask too is, uh, you know, Austin did mention CM Punk and it kind of throw that question Triple H's way. And Triple H was very honest, I, I think, on this. Uh, he said, you know, he's kind of a weird guy. Uh, he said that, you know, there would be times where people would say, of course, especially the talent uh Agents and of course the the people and the PR people would say that he's angry, he wants to quit, and then Triple H would approach him and he's like, "Oh, I don't know what they're talking about." It sounds very much like CM Punk, especially from what we get a chance to see of CM Punk, and plus some of the other people that know him. It just seems like that's kind of his personality. He's kind of a little bit bipolar. You know, CM Punk has come out several times, and especially on that podcast he did with Cole Cabana. Uh, that he is not the easiest person to get along with, self-admitted. Uh, so I could totally understand and see all this happening. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's problems on both sides, whether they both want, or, you know, whether Triple H or anybody in the WWE is going to admit it or not. But it, I, th- I thought he answered it very well as well. So Yeah, uh, he answered that as best he could. I think... Uh, He's not going to trash someone on these things. And, and sh- you shouldn't. Your, your goal should not be to do what CM Punk did. Why soup to his level? If you really did have a problem with it, would it be cool to know? Yeah, but I think possibly his problem was that he is hard to deal with. I mean, when you're... The, when, when he's saying that you're telling me one thing, okay, and then... You go and talk to the guy and he tells you something else, then what are you supposed to believe? You know, the the chatter from a bunch of people or just, okay, now I'm fine. Like, uh, he's, you know, CM Punk said it himself, so, I mean, it is what it is. I'm glad that he did say that it has to be with business and he would be welcome back if, if need. Mm-hmm. Like you said, yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that he says, I hate to say it this way, but it, if it's best for business, <laughs> CM right. Punk's going to be back. <laughs> yeah. and it's the truth. It really is. So, uh, you know, once again, you know, uh, it, 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 to me, Triple H was so much fun to listen to. I agree with both of you guys. I, I, I could have listened to two, three hours of him just talking. It was Stone Cold. Uh, it'd be nice if Stone Cold Steve Austin would ever have him back on his show, maybe in a more intimate setting and not on the network. Uh, we'll have to see, you know, I think uh, Jericho's actually done, I think, a two-parter with Triple H, which I found that very interesting, too. That was great. Um, but anyway, uh, well, any final comments about this before we move on? Anything you guys want to say? Uh, there there are some great remarks uh, from start to finish on there. Uh, they do a fun little word association game where they talk about other wrestlers, uh, which I, I really enjoyed. Uh, obviously, these two guys have had interactions with tons of tons and tons of wrestlers over their long careers, and uh, I found that particularly interesting as well. Yeah, the Buddy Rogers one 
struck me. I was like, wow, of all the wrestlers, you know, Letty Rogers. Um, I found that was funny. It was trending <laughs> on Twitter after he says that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, because, uh, you know, first ever WWE champion. So, uh, you know, the fact that we, we I mean, he could have picked so many guys and he picked somebody that is obscure. But, you know, he highlighted why, you know, that's that's really cool that he um, and I really liked his uh, that he one of his things he'd want to change about Raw is that he wishes the Divas had more time. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not him that's saying, let's make the Divas have one-minute matches or whatever. So. Yeah, exactly. And he was just very, very, you know, open and candid, and uh, I just really loved it, man. It was a great podcast. Um, he, You know, heck, he even talked about, you know, what he would be doing if he wasn't married to Stephanie McMahon. And uh, he said he still would be working for the company, and he would like to – think that he had been working in the office some point or some way and helping, you know, continue the future yeah. of the WWE, but maybe not at the point he is now. Um, so I thought that was really cool, too. And he's already mentioned that before. Uh-huh. Yeah, it says, well, sorry. I thought you were going to go on to the... I, I meant... I watched this as before we started. You know, they made a NXT... Because uh, one of the commercials of the Super Bowl was that Like a Girl commercial. And they made an NXT version of it with all the NXT women. Oh, really? They had this little girl um, talking about what she would do if she was a girl. And all the she said, I would jump higher and all this kind of stuff. And they had uh, Carmella and Charlotte and Alexis all on there saying why being a girl is great and how they want to be role models and all this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just thought that was really cool. It was like two minutes thing. You can go look it up on, uh, WWE has it as part of their YouTube thing. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought that that was like one of those, like, this is the stuff that WWE should be doing with their, with their divas. Not, you know, total divas is a different thing. You can do total divas, but I just think that the divas are inspirational to the girls that watch this, to the women that watch it as Triple H said. And what, just in that two-minute commercial, I felt like I learned something about these women and now I want to watch them do what they do. I don't really ever get that from the Divas. Yeah. You know? And and I just think that it's such a poor use of them because they're so into having these dumb little storylines that make them all look silly. And, you know, and even when we're commending them how great they can be, there always has to be something that makes no sense to put it with them, you know. Uh, I will yeah. say this, uh, Total Divas has done a great job of letting you know a lot about Paige's personality that you never get to see on WWE TV, so, or, so. Yeah. That's a plus. Well, there you go. It's something to watch it for, so. Um... Well, guys, I think it's time for us to move on. Since Sean kind of helped us leeway uh, to the next segment, let's go ahead and jump into some NXT. Why don't we do it? WWE Developmental NXT. Alrighty. NXT. We start off NXT with an NXT Tag Team Championship match. 
Um, Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy now have dubstep theme music, which is interesting. You'd think that, like, you know, they were listening to, they listened to Florida Georgia Line or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so interesting choice of music. Um, match doesn't last very long, but they get to do, uh, some cool stuff. Uh, the Kalisha does this really nice corkscrew crossbody, um, and he sort of does the uh, he tries to do the Solita del Sol at the end, and then uh, Blake actually folds him down and does a pin. And Blake and Murphy are your new NXT Tag Team Champions. So out of nowhere, these guys win on a regular episode of NXT. Yeah, and it, first of all, it's really cool for them to do a title change on a regular episode because last year all we got were title changes on the specials. Um, this, this sort of makes TV feel... I mean, obviously you should be watching NXT every week, but this definitely gives you another reason why is because title changes can happen on there. Uh, secondly, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Murphy and Blake, don't get me wrong. I just I feel like this, this should have been more... You know, I mean, they made a big deal, obviously, out of them getting the surprise win and all that, which was cool. But I just felt like we should have gotten a little bit more out of this match than what we did. Yeah, I was kind of right there with you, Paul. I kind of looked at it and said, okay, it was a decent match. But to me, it didn't have the structure or the length of time that it needed for a title change. I kind of just thought it was out of nowhere. And I was, you know, really hoping if they were going to go for the titles, at least give us more time to build on it. It was just like one, two, three. Okay. Got new champs. Um, it, you know, not a bad thing. I like both of those guys. I, I Blake and Murphy. I mean, I think, you know, are very talented, but on the other side of the coin, I mean, you want these guys to be able to build on something and for them just to get the titles that quick, it just kind of left you hanging a little bit. I'd agree with that. Uh, there's also a really nice, uh, like, double arm drag spot for, for Sinkara, that he that Sinkara does in this kind of early in the, in the match. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but they're also trying to get a surprise win. So, you know, I just think it kind of lends to the thought of they knew that the Lucha Dragons weren't really getting over as well as they thought they were going to have initially. And, you know, this is kind of them trying to move everything on to another tag team so that they can kind of use this win as a springboard of, okay, maybe they're going to be something now, you know. Because mm-hmm. they had been the team that had lost a lot to the Lucha Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a recap of what happened last week with the Fatal Four for the women's title getting made and Bailey's getting ready backstage and Charlotte kind of comes up to her and um, if she pulls a stunt like last week she's going to destroy her um, you know. so Bailey uh, kind of doesn't apologize and kind of just acts like she doesn't want to you know normally she would have hugged Charlotte in that moment she didn't do that they kind of just stared at each other, which is good. Yeah. Uh, we don't have Bailey acting like Bailey anymore. She's grown, so it, it's a good thing to continue to see development in character that way. 
Uh, Tyler Breeze also gets to cut a promo where he's saying he's not embarrassed about his loss last week. Um, that he will be back. And, uh, you know, you'll see him involved in that, that title fixture again soon. So, But he's going to watch the rest of the turn from his comfortable seat. Yeah, and then we have the uh, awesome number one contenders tournament match between Adrian Neville and Tyson Kidd. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. what do you guys think of all this stuff here? I, I really enjoyed the Bailey Charlotte segment. Uh, once again, character growth really on both sides. Says we, Charlotte, no nonsense, total badass women's champion, comes in, tells a girl she respects, hey, you, you do that again, I'm going to make you pay for it. And Bailey giving her the sorry but not sorry sort of response, and bringing even bringing up how she's taking a page out of Sami Zayn's book and stop stops being nice, uh, and it'll lead you to the promised land. Sort of, I just I really dug that segment. Uh, Tyler Breeze, it's it's always nice to know that he's not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> and then you know the number one contender. I mean Tyson Kidd, Neville, we've seen several times. This one still did not disappoint. This was awesome. There's a great spot that I really sort of jumped out of my seat for. Tyson comes to the outside and does this little head scissor thing to Neville uh, that sends Neville pretty much face first, point blank into the chair. Or not the chair, the stairs, excuse me. Um, And just there's more great spots like that in there. That was the one that really stuck out to me, though. Uh, Just just a a wonderful matchup. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'll just start with the match first. I, I thought it was a great match. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I was like thrilled to see these two guys go at each other, and uh, you know, Tyson Kidd is just so talented, and you got to get you know a kid like Neville who just man impresses you every way. Uh, it was just a wonderful match. It's kind of reminiscent of what we got on Raw, you know, Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins. You got these two athletes who just man can work together so smoothly and just make it look easy, but it's not. Uh, I just love it. I love these kind of matches. Uh, it, it just go back to the Bailey and uh, Charlotte thing. I, the one thing I, I did like this is I kind of agree with Paul. I like the whole James Storm kind of theory here. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. You know, that kind of deal. Oh, really? <laughs> you just killed it for me, buddy. Way to go. Oh. <laughs> Ruined it all. Uh, but the one thing I won't kill for you is the fact that I love that um, Bailey made reference to Sami Zayn. Uh, it, it, it's acknowledgement of something else on the show, and it's acknowledgement that also hey, Bailey being Bailey, right? Because yes. she's always been. She's a fan. Yeah. Yeah. She. And, and I love it though. But still, I mean, I think it's just it's a smart thing. It, it's it's kind of saying, hey, you know, I pay attention to my surroundings, and I'm learning through other people, and I learned through Sami Zayn that I don't always have to be nice to get somewhere. Um, so I just thought that was quality. And if you want to ask me anything about Tyler Breeze, I, I, nothing to, needs to be said. I mean, it's quality every time he's on the mic or in the ring. I also totally left out. They do a little quick uh, Solomon Crow takeover thing when Tyson's making his entrance. Um, yeah. So that's still a thing. I guess he's still doing the hacking thing. Which right. Uh, we do get the... Uh, yeah, after this we have uh, 
him talking to uh, Adrian Neville about him facing Baron Corbin and Bull Dempsey, and he's like, well, they're big, but he's all about proving that he was the best NXT champion ever, um, regardless of who he has to face. Um, Team Bay are interviewed uh, about their uh, what they're going to do at TakeOver, and Sasha's like, well, Becky knows that her job is to help me win. And then when Sasha leaves the picture, Becky's like, whatever, I'm going to walk out women's champion. Like, screw her, you know? Yeah. That's <laughs> 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 great. <laughs> it's the truth. Uh, Murphy and Blake cut a promo about how they're so shocked that they won. Uh, they beat the Lucha Dragons who beat the Ascension. I mean, nice callback, nice way to tell us that, you know, it was a big deal for Lucha Dragons to win, so it's a big deal for them to win, uh, and that they're going to get the Lucha Dragons any, anytime they want their shot, they're here to give it to them. You know, they're just, they're, they're going to do something with these titles and, you know, it just, again, it's just, it's so simple, but it's just the way things should be done. If you're, it's a shock win. You should promote how great it is that you beat this team because, look, they beat this other great team and whatever, you know. But yeah. They should be, you know, excited and talking about how they can't, you know, wait to show off the titles and how thrilled they are and how that they're going to go to Outback to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> Get that surfing turf. That's right. <laughs> Tag team uh, matched with Bailey and Charlotte against Becky Lynch and Sasha. It lasts about five or six minutes. There's a no contest because uh, Bailey and uh, Charlotte get into it, and then they get into it again with uh, Sasha and Becky kind of coming in and them knocking them out. And then you know it's uh, it, great, great stuff. I think. Um, we have, uh, well, I mean, we do get, uh, you know, the the Sasha Banks team almost wins at one point, and then uh, that's what happens. But I, I, I think they did a nice little job of kind of adding fuel to the fire there without just totally going off the wall or whatever, knowing they have like another week still left. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the, the thing that I really enjoy about this feud is, one, it, it's very... It's very layered, obviously. You have Charlotte and Sasha Banks' whole past. You have Charlotte and Bailey's past. You have Bailey and Sasha's past. And then you have the nice little X Factor of the newcomer, Becky Lynch. But I just, I, as hyped as I am to see, you know, Zayn and Owens, I, I'm about that same level of hype for this four-way at the show. And that, that's really nice to, to see. Uh, or nice to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because I mean, I mean how many times Becky do you say also that? Have a big pass too. Well, that's true too. Yeah. So I mean, that's cool. I mean, this would never happen where all the divas have passed with each other. Mm -hmm. There would be like one main storyline with like, you know, Nikki and Paige, and then the other divas would be just thrown in there because yeah. for the hell of it, right? You know. Oh yeah, and it's funny. None of these, you know, divas we're talking about have gas or. Are doing anything you know remotely <laughs> ridiculous? <laughs> you know, That's so because you know nobody the hell is going to believe that. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm, I know. It's funny how that works out. Um, the uh, 
the the next star of The Bachelor, Devin Taylor. Uh, she's going to be one of the Bachelorettes on that show. Um, uh, interviews Finn Balor about his match with Hideo Itami, and Finn's like, well, they're friends, but the NXT title kind of changes stuff. Um, you know, uh, he figured that it would come down to him and Itami at some point, and then I just love the fact, this is what Roman Reigns should do in a promo. Hideo doesn't know how to talk a lot of English, so guess what he just says? Uh, I brought you a NXT Finn, and I have no problem taking you out. Simple, effective. No need to make him say something dumb or extravagant that he doesn't know how to say. Just that. It's cliche, but it works. You know? Just, just saying. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and also, Emma is back in NXT, so yay, the Divas have another, uh, have added another awesome piece to their roster. Uh, they were needing a few other um, Divas at this point, because it was kind of revolving around the, the four and the fit of four for a long time. Yeah, I was starting to worry about her. I thought, I thought she was working at Walmart again or something. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> this time she's actually working there legally. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she she needs a fresh start, and she's going to do it against Carmella next week. So, awesome. And she even tells Devin not to mention the whole dancing thing, because she's going to show everybody how to do it right next week. So, that's great. Emma's still getting to be Emma. Well, it should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we get a Baron Corbin Bull Dempsey match, which is pretty much the same kind of match. We got the first time these two wrestled each other. Squash. <laughs> Yep. So, you know. Uh, which yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you get what you get, I think. They're they're building up to something more here. Like, like I said, I really hope it's a last man standing between these two. But uh, I imagine just, just an actual match between them probably would be a godsend, to be honest. Uh, you know, I, I got to say this. Finn not only has my favorite music in wrestling right now, he also has my favorite T-shirt. How awesome is his shirt? Yes, his face. Yeah, with the boar paint, it just awesome. That's awesome. It is brilliant. Uh, Emma's back. I'm excited. She was great in NXT. Uh, They need another big face, and Emma certainly is that. And then you know, I'll tell you what. As much as I love Bull Dempsey, I really, I really am afraid for this guy now, (laughs) because Corbin's made him look like crap. But I tell you what, I'm really interested to see Corbin and Neville. I think that'll be very telling of how great yeah, Corbin can I, I be. think we finally get Corbin's actual first real match with Neville. I think they're just... Same thing with Reigns, right? We're, we're, they wanted to make sure he's with the right person first. Right. I just... Man, I, Bull Dempsey has just so much going for him. The crowd loves him, and I'm just afraid for him because, you know, man, they made him look so bad. So terrible. I just I want that guy to you know to move on and you know have success and not be stuck because of a bad choice. But I don't know. I, I think he can still you know recover. I think he can. Just you know, we gotta give him a chance. Yeah, I, I I guess Corbin's the anointed one here. That they really feel right. like that he is you know the next big guy. Um, I don't know if you would you know put him in the the, the, the uh, I, I hate to even say it. But the thought process of being like that kind of tall taker like guy, um, it makes you wonder if that's, if that's what they see out of this guy. 
They might. I mean, they they make a lot of notes about like the presence that he has. So I I, I could see that line of thinking. Yeah, it's just almost hard to say that because there's completely they're on different sides of the realm right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Uh, Baron Corbin also gets interviewed. He says Neville is one step closer to being erased. And then Bull Dempsey comes in and saying Baron got lucky twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then try so kind of tells him to shut up. Yeah, and he just he, he even face mushes him away just effortlessly. I'm like, oh, oh, bull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I just hope for one NXT, at least one NXT. Everybody chants bull, 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 and the guy from Nightcore walks out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I would mark out like crazy. That show's amazing. I know. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, well, we can all mark out for when Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens uh, came out for this. Um, I love the fact that Regal's like, this will not be like every other contract signing that happens to WWE. You cannot touch each other or the match of takeover will be canceled. Um Sammy signs, uh, but Kevin doesn't. So Sammy's like, you know what? I want you to tell me why. Tell me why. For the, you know, all the stuff about the past of 12 years and, you know, everything we did was to get to this moment. And then you, when I'm making it, and you've made it because you debuted, you ruined my opportunity there or whatever. And then Owens just sits there and stares and says, hey... This match doesn't say NXT Championship on it. Until it says it's for the NXT Championship, I'm not signing it. So eventually Zayn gives in because he knows his friend, right? He knows he won't do it if it's not for the title. And Regal changes it, and Owen stares again and then signs it. And then he throws the pen at Sammy's head to just to see if he'll actually go after him or something. And Regal has to stop him, but... Still, the point is made. Great story told in a contract signing. Just, again, just great stuff here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Owens has made Zane want him so bad he's willing to put it all on the line. Regal obviously trying to be a businessman, and that that just got thrown right out the window, didn't it? So, uh, you know, j- just good stuff. I'm really, really looking forward to see what these two guys are going to do. Uh, and how they're going to move forward with this feud after TakeOver 2. Yeah. This is now called TakeOver Rival, for people who don't know. Yeah, which is interesting how they, they use these different names. Uh, I like it, though. I think it's cool. It's just kind of funny. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. Um, it, this is very, very interesting. I, I just love the way they're using Kevin Owens in this, and it's... It's uh, not giving away too much, let's just say it that way. But on the other hand, I mean, he just looks like a complete jerk, and I like that. They're they're really building him up without him doing much at all. That's what's so great about this. I mean, the guy's really not doing that much. But for what he's doing, I mean, it's just completely heelish, terrible things. And uh, you're just like, man, I I hope Sami Zayn gets his hands on him. And uh, that's good. That's very, very good. I like it. I'm I'm really sold on this. I would agree. 
makes you want to watch the match uh, even more. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point. Yeah. So. Uh, well, that's NXT. Yes, sir, it is. So while we move on and let's talk some TNA Impact Wrestling, let's talk about, you know, Destination America's t-shirts as well. So let's jump into all that and more next. TNA Impact Wrestling. I'm just saying they don't need to have those guys wear these t-shirts all of the, the like half the roster wear them please <laughs> oh. but how else will we know they're on destination america i don't know just not the <laughs> other than us turning to that channel to watch the show <laughs> <laughs> i'm just sorry when your heel and your baby face are both wearing the same shirt it's not a good thing there Good guy, are. bad guy. Everybody loves Destination America. I guess so, man. <laughs> guess Even so. the guys that are in a studio, not at the show. Totally. Yeah. You know. Jeez. Ugh. God, stop showing us those stupid windows with Taz and. <laughs> why do we have to call it Friday Night Impact? Did we just? It's just Impact Wrestling. Can I not just? See, why does it have to take another thing for WWE? <laughs> It doesn't have to be Friday night this. It could just be Impact. Just, and TNA, uh, why do you have to make us get on the air at the beginning of the segment complaining? <laughs> anyway, let's talk about that. I'm whole just show. complaining because then we have to go through this long talking segment because, you know, we don't watch WWE and try to do the exact opposite or anything. It's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, so Rude comes out and he has the title from last week as we saw he picked the title out of the out of the trash or close to trash or whatever. I made the joke about the title, you know, being trash, whatever. Uh, and he talks about how the title means so much to him. He fought his entire life for the title, you know, wrestling is his life, his passion. Great stuff from Rude. I mean, he always, you can count on him for giving you an impassioned Rude promo. Always great stuff. Um. He's upset about Eric Young, his blood brother. You know, he lost the title because of him. Then he calls out Lashley. He doesn't hold Lashley responsible for how he lost the title or whatever. But if Lashley's man enough to fight, he respects that at the end of the day, Lashley's a an athlete and all this stuff, and that he wants a rematch. He wants his rematch tonight. And then let's do it right now, apparently. Uh, then Austin Aries comes out and with his Feast of Fire briefcase. <coughs> Money in the bank. <coughs> Money in the bank. Um... You know, and then he basically says, well, you know, pretty much I can cash it in right now, or I can cash it in after you guys retired. Oh, God. Can we, like, you know, just make it seem a little bit different? Then? Sure MVP can. Has, MVP has to come out, you know, and then he's like, well, did I miss my invite? You know, it's just, y'all are dumb, dumber, and dumbest. And, uh, of course, when MVP comes out, uh, Josh has to call him a criminal, you know, because oh. he's a criminal, guys. Just to let you know, he's a criminal. I mean, oh, we man. gotta keep telling you that. He went to prison? <laughs> like, I didn't know. Just... <laughs> anyway, um, MVP is like, what? Uh, Aries, you don't hold nothing, and Rude, you're always crying about your losses and whatever, and how you lost to and whatever, and I'm disappointed in you, lastly. The title still belongs to the BDC and all this stuff, and 
you know, I took the title, not gonna do it again. And then he challenges Lashley to a title match. And, you know, you can save your briefcase series. Maybe you can have your world title shot, because I'll just take on all three of you. What a badass Lashley is. Even though he still talks like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I completely agree. They did a great job with Lashley in this segment. Uh, and every, everybody else has their, their moments, too. I, I Honestly, I didn't really mind everything that was said here. I, I mean, it could have done short, been done in a shorter length of time, obviously. But I think what we got at the end was still fine. Everybody was on yeah. point. Uh, so, I mean, no, no qualms here. I wouldn't complaining as much as I was just saying. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, everything Paul said is true. Um, It was extremely long to get to where it needed to be. And guess what? It got to where it needed to be. uh, And I was very happy with what we got. But uh, let me say this. The one thing that I want to touch on is Lashley. Yeah, I still think that he needs to go in shorter segments because of you know, it still sounds he, – he's doing better, but he still is not very intimidating when he's talking. I wish he would just would have looked around at the ring and said, you, you, you don't need to bring your briefcase. Leave it at home. You and you – or whatever, three of them, sorry, instead of – I added four. Anyway, uh, basically, I'll see you guys next week. You can all try to come and get this, but you're not going home with it. That's all I had to say. Nothing else. Um, it was just a little bit too much exposing Lashley, but that's just me. Uh, the other thing is, I completely agree, Sean. That briefcase, they, if it's going to be their money in the bank when it comes to the world title, at least decorate it for God's sakes. <laughs> it, lo- it, it looks so cheap. It just looks so cheap, man. I'm sorry. That, but that- all of them technically have a money in the bank briefcase. Yeah, well, decorate all of them. Make them look at least to present them. My God, it looks like terrible. Uh, it looks like they just bought them out of the... Uh, I mean, my God. Yeah, I, guess, I don't know. I just. I mean, do, just, huh? their cases do look like the cases you use to keep your poker chips in. Yeah. All right. Deal, <laughs> no deal, you know. Just yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the number to come out. I, I just, to me, they look like they came straight out of a video game. So, yeah, I can, I can see what you're saying. Uh, I'm still waiting for like Gary's next show on Bravo. The briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, fellas. It's time to talk briefcase decorating. <laughs> <laughs> you made that sound so convincing, too. <laughs> anyway, um, knockout Sonomass between Taryn, Gail, Kim, and Madison Rain. I- I'll give the crowd this. Um, this is one of those times where it would have been nice to be able to see the crowd because they got really into this match. But, you know, it's whatever. Um, uh, I'll give the crowd this. It is better than Divas, the WWE Divas, because they let they wouldn't let them go out and do this, at least not on TV. Um, we, we get uh, two cool spots in this, the Madison Rain DDT and uh, Neckbreaker or... Whatever it is that rains, rain, uh, yeah, neckbreaker. It was, looked really awesome. Then we get a, uh, I think it's Gail Kim putting rain into a crazy submission, and then Terrell coming over and doing a dragon sleeper on Gail, which was awesome. Uh, I think 
is there another another big spot or whatever? I don't. I don't. I know. Uh, uh, Terrell hits um, Brain that like misses a, a crossbody on on Terran, and then she hits a barricade, which looked nasty. Um, and I love her freaking uh, Rain's finisher. It's awesome for for a diva that they should uh, or knockout. They should get to use finishers like that more often. But Terran kind of comes at the last one and hits a, her cutter, and she wins. Uh, really good match. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this matchup a lot. Uh, Gail Kim continues to prove that she's probably one of the best women's wrestlers on television. Uh, just Terrell, you know, uh, she's still, I think, getting back in her groove. And Madison Rain has sort of been lost in the shuffle. But, I mean, they went out here and put on a heck of a match, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. It was really entertaining, I will say that. And, uh, you know, I was a little bit surprised. I wasn't sure how entertaining it would be, but I was very surprised to see that it was, you know, it's something I was I could be invested in, and I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I think it ended well, too. I think it just had a lot of good things in it, so... Find out that Magnus is gonna go meet Bram for a pint because they gotta fix their issues. Such so Magnus has the tag team title shot briefcase thing. Uh, we see Tommy Dreamer come in, and then we also have uh, Spud showing Mark Andrews around New York, and he even calls the Empire State Building the Washington Monument. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. He's from out of town, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll get Spud saying that he's going to challenge EC3 and Tyrus to a match. We also get a Tommy Dreamer coming out. Um, he basically wants to have a chat with Eric Young about him screwing over Bobby Roode and how you don't screw over friends. All this stuff. And then Bobby Roode comes out right before Young can hit Tommy Dreamer with a chair. Um, but Young kind of also knocked out the timekeeper for whole um, thing happens so yeah yeah um jeez uh, we you see the magnus and bram situation and you could just look at it and go this is not going to end well yeah. alcohol does not solve problems <laughs> uh i wasn't a large fan of the tommy dreamer segment Simply because it feels like you're having to stick in more crap to a feud that you've already sort of thrown together just to keep Bobby Roode out of the title picture. Uh, and, well, and as much as I don't like that Bobby Roode isn't competing for the belt anymore, I just I still am not a fan of how they're going about this EY feud at all with them. So I just the more that they're tacking on, the more I'm sort of pulling away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I don't get it either. Uh, it's just uh, it gets a little frustrating, does? <laughs> I mean, at least they're continuing to push it, right? They they they're not giving up on it. They really want to dig this in that he screwed over Rude and he shouldn't, you know, bail out on a friend or whatever, you know. Just... Yeah, I, I I just wish that there was some more underlying story here. It just it's just not enough substance. Even though they keep trying to dig it in, it's just not enough substance. Yeah, I mean, props to them for sticking to the feud, but there's not a lot going on here that I think anybody really wanted to see. Uh, 
I think people were pretty cool with what they were doing with Bobby Roode, and now that you have the the beatdown clan or whatever, and you've thrown all that together, this is sort of it. Just feels tacked on, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like going to a diner and then giving you a vanilla milkshake instead of chocolate, and then for the next six weeks you're talking about how that's the worst diner you've ever been to. Everybody's looking at you like, dude, it's just a mistake. It's it's probably a pretty good place still, you know. It, it, this is just so silly. It's, it's almost you know uncomfortable silly. And I, it feels more like you're getting the chocolate shake that you wanted, but they've given you a whole side of whipped cream that you totally didn't want, you know, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. That's maybe better. Yeah, okay. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, after this, we have uh, uh, Bram already being a little drunk by the time Magnus gets to the bar. Um,. The Hardys talking about their tag team title match at Knockdown next week. And we have Kurt Angle recruiting Gunner because Kurt Angle says he's going to have his entire lethal lockdown team to face the beatdown crew. It's Team Angle against the beatdown crew. Um, yeah. So there you go. Y'all, you're also going to get Awesome Con versus Havoc as well as the tag team title match that we have already been announced pretty much. Um... So Gunnar gets recruited to Team Angles team after he slaps him and gives him a speech about an American hero being born in Kurt Angle again. Okay. Yeah, tells him to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> wake up. You're the, you're the uh, giant. You know? <laughs> Bram and Magnus pretty much have a little, you know, reconcile after Magnus kind of tells Bram, we can't be 18 anymore. we got to do things with responsibility. And then Bram's like, okay, I'll take care of the bill. Magnus goes out the back. And then Bram slams him into the wall or whatever and just beats the crap out of him in the stairwell. And then he has a cue ball and hits him in the back of the head with it, which looked nasty. But, yeah. And then we get uh, Hardy and Abyss brawling backstage into the Monsters Ball match. And, uh, yeah, so what do you guys think of this? You know, uh, Kurt Angle, you're better off without Gunner. Just, <laughs> you're better off. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I really dug the Bram Magnus segment. Uh, they they tried their hardest to get me to care for Magnus, but I, I just love Bram too much to really care. I just, Bram beating the crap out of Magnus was nice. Uh, Monster's Ball was fine. Uh, I, I really didn't have any, it's your typical Jeff Hardy. Uh, if you've seen... They had one way back in like 05, 06. That was really good. And this is this is probably about the same. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to, to the whole Gunner thing, I mean, it makes sense because he's there. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see. I, 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 I don't know. Because he's there. Yeah. Gunner, you're a guy. You're on my team. <laughs> Pretty much, because he's got nothing else going on. Uh, really, honestly, it's a sad thing. I mean, he's like Mister, like you always say, Paul, the Mister Generic Wrestler. He's there. You know? uh, so, uh, whatever. Uh, you know, and the Bram and Magnus thing. I actually really did enjoy that because they kind of gave you some story. Um, you know, you kind of understand where Magnus is coming from. You kind of see Bram, his point of view. Uh, the one thing that I would like to add to it, because I, I kind of agree with Paul on the fact that I am a more of a Bram fan. I, I've, I've 
man, he's just so cool. And you can't help but just like the guy, even though he's a heel. He's just a lot of fun to, to, to ride along with. I wish that at the end of him beating the crap out of Magnus, he would have talked about he didn't care about his son. He didn't care about his family or anything. All of what was important was that Bram got to eat and food was on his table. Magnus didn't matter to him. I would have loved if they had added that in just to kind of poke at, you know, all that lovey-dovey stuff they had at the beginning of this segment instead of just, you know, beating him up and leaving him in an alley, whatever. Um, I think that would have added a little bit more, maybe kind of give some people sympathy for Magnus. And I just didn't have a whole lot of sympathy even after the whole diatribe. Uh, and, and, of course, like Paul said, Monster's Ball, is what it, it was what it was. I mean, it was okay. Um, you've probably seen it before. Yeah, uh, can agree there. So, uh, we have uh, Angle trying to recruit people for Team Angle. Um, Jeff Hardy says he always works his matches like it's his last match ever, or whatever. Uh, Austin Aries comments that it might be a mistake for Lashley to give him a title shot without the briefcase. Uh, Mandrews comes along with Rockstar Spud, and we get, uh, uh, EC3 denies the match, uh, but they have suitable replacements in the Bromans. So, Mandrews and Rockstar Spud against the Bromans in a match that lasts about two minutes. Uh, uh, yeah, I've kind of forgot what happened here, but, uh... Yeah, so there you go. When when did having a last name in wrestling become a crime? Like, Mark Andrews was fine, but now we have to call him Mandrews? That that is awful. <laughs> <laughs> awful. Uh, any, I mean, the match is okay. It's it's totally a squash, or not really squash. It's totally just a way to put the, the two British guys over. And then Tyrus and EC3 come out and be awesome. And that's really what we came for. And we get Tyrus and the the two Brits in a cage match at lockdown next week. But, God, I just... I, I'm not going to call this guy Mandrews. I just feel terrible for saying it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to think what you're going to call him. That one Brit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know who I'm talking about, right? That one Brit. That one Brit that's running around with Spud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who can do an awesome shooting star press? Yeah, yes, he can. Uh, but yeah, no, I totally understand where you're coming from, and you know, I, you know, EC3. I am such a big fan of EC3, uh, and I actually do like a rock star Spud too. He's kind of grown on me over time. So uh, it's not that I'm just a huge fan of this feud, but I'm, I'm enjoying it for what it's worth, and I, I do look forward to see how they're going to handle it this next week. So. Well, um, all that's left is the main event, really. Uh, I didn't get to see it, so what did you guys think? This this is a really, really good match. Uh, and Impact, I want to say, I mean, I've been giving them a lot of crap, but th- it, they had the same problem that Raw did. Their storyline progression wasn't terrific, but they had some awesome matches. Uh, and th- this is totally match of the night. I, the finish here is really what you want to look at. Uh, just... Lashley absolutely annihilates, uh, I think it's, uh, Ares, or it's Ares, I think. He absolutely just kills him with a spear. And it, like, 
I'd put it out there with Reigns one on Monday. This was this was really good uh, and totally worth your time to go check out. Yep, uh, you know, and I, I think it's something that you know we have to look back and say, okay, you know, there's reasons why we don't mind watching TNA Impact because there are some good matches, and this is one of them. Uh, I, I think, like Paul said, it's definitely worth watching. You should go check it out. Um, you know, and it just kind of leaves you, you know, ready for the, the basically the, the I was going to say pay per view, but it's not a pay per view. It's basically another episode of TNA, but it is a special event. So. Um, I just think it's positive. They leave you out on a positive note, and uh, you're looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next week. And uh, I just love the, f- the the fact that you know Kurt Angle's you know talking to Lashley and asking him to come and uh, be a part of his group. You know, just saying, hey, you know, you want to beat these guys down the BDC. You know, they hate you. You hate them. Come join us. And he's like, no, I told you, no, not doing it. So I like that. You know, you're you're left hanging there. So. But Aries does join the team, so mm-hmm. we have Kurt Angle, Gunner, and Aries against Joe, Kenny King, MVP, and Loki, and a another person to be named on Angle's team, yep. which I'm sure will be Leslie getting in there at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, well, guys, uh, we do have lockdown, uh, which there's not a special music because guess what? It's just another episode of TNA, but that's okay. Um, so why don't we jump into this and uh, there are spoilers out there um, so if you guys know the spoilers I guess this is kind of this is where uh, Jeff Hardy gets hurt yeah exactly I hurt or whatever you want to call it so damn near dies that's what we should call it well (laughs) said that it it was all planned or whatever so (laughs) whatever yeah Uh, so let's just kind of talk about this. And you, I don't know. Do you, have, have you guys checked out the spoilers? Do you know everything that's happened so far? I I have, unfortunately. Okay. And Sean, you have not. No. Okay, I haven't checked them out, even though I'm kind of staring at them right now. I didn't want to. Uh, but long story <laughs> short. <laughs> Uh, let's just kind of break down these matchups. Uh, and Paul has not seen the matches yet. He knows the spoilers, but he knows the matches. So talk about what you expect out of the match and, you know, just what you think. And, uh, Paul, just don't give anything away. Which match are we talking about? Well, let's start out with Tyrus and, of course, uh, Mark Andrews, uh, let's see, and, of course, have a Rockstar Spud. Uh, so really, I'm expecting, uh, hopefully, for TNA to pull the trigger and make Tyrus look awesome, and have the Brits sort of sneak away with a win. That that's what I would expect out of this if I was going into this, you know, clean. Okay. Yeah, I think this is set up for the Brits to somehow get a win via distraction, via whatever. They'll they'll win this. Same here. I feel like the Brits are the team. Uh, you know, it's a handicap match, and uh, Tyrus is a big, strong guy. But you would think that these two guys would find a way to win. And, uh, of course, that would make EC3 even more angrier. Uh, and I think that would, you know, help the feud, if you ask me personally. So mm-hmm. uh, let's talk Awesome Kong versus Havoc. Now, you know, this is one that Paul, I'm sure, is just – slobbering at the mouth can't wait to watch what do you think about this one paul are you expecting it to be as good as you hope it is oh my god i i really am expecting it to be as good as i hope it is uh and you know if it were me booking this i would totally put kong over here it's her first match back 
Uh, and you could still make Havoc look strong and all this, but you gotta have Kong win, I think. I would agree that Kong has to win. I think it makes her look so dominant to beat the, you know, the perennial other big uh, knockout in this uh, division, and one that was dominant for a large part of last year, so... Yep. Um, I think it would do wonders for her. So I just thought the match was good, and it's in a cage, so that should be... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you guys. The one thing I will say though is I I hope Havoc looks tough and I hope she looks just as strong as she ever has. I, I just don't want to see a situation where Havoc's made to look mortal. Let's just say mm-hmm. it that way. I, I don't want her to look mortal at all. I want her to look like she's another Titan. This needs to be a clash of the Titans, if I can use that phrase. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know. I just, you know, I think you guys are completely right though. Kong is the one that should be getting over here. Uh, and we'll have to check out that and see. Uh, let's talk about the revolution. James Storm is leading Abyss and himself into a championship match with those tag team belts against the Hardys. Now, I don't know what you guys think, but to me, it would seem that the Hardys would be the team to beat the, um, oh, the revolution. You know, I, I would say that too, but I really dig what the Revolution has been doing, which is weird because I hate James Storm so much. But everything, just the total package around him, I think really works. Uh, you know, this match should be really good. If Jeff Hardy is about to damn near kill himself in this, it's, there's got to be some other good stuff that led up to that. I would agree. I think uh, right now there's more money in having the Wolves or the Hardys or whoever chased the Revolution for a little while. The Revolution is still adding people, so I think having Storm and Abyss have titles makes a lot of sense right now. Uh, the match should be good, I think. Uh, just I don't I don't see the Hardys winning here. Fair enough. Uh, Let's talk about the fact that Bobby Roode is going to go up against, yes, that's right, his evil nemesis, even though, you know, it wasn't long ago they were hugging and kissing, uh, Eric Young. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, fellas, enjoy it. Um, Anyway. (laughs) They do things different up in Canada, I guess, huh? (laughs) Just ask Kevin Owens. Uh, How about show up for a three-way? Oh. Boy. <laughs> Once again, folks, Lucha Underground was last Thursday. Go check out that episode. Uh, anyway, so let's talk about this. So is this the time for Rude to take down Young, or should Young get over here? Oh, man. I really want this feud to be over, and nothing would make it be over faster than Rude getting the win here. Uh, but I just don't see that happening. EY somehow is going to pull this out, and I'm going to hate myself for having to watch this feud continue onwards. Uh, it seems like, you know, MV- the, the, the whole ordeal is for MVP to deal with Lastly. Um, so there's really nothing for Bobby Roode to do right now. I mean, I, I don't... The, what, what are they going to... Are they going to make a triple threat, I guess? I guess they could. But he can also still be involved in the feud with uh, uh, EY while that's happening. I would say uh, Bobby Roode by DQ because the BDC somehow get. Oh, well, you can't DQ in a cage match. Never mind. Um, the BDC get involved heavily in that match, and Bobby Roode loses. So. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't uh, I'm trying to think who I want to go, who I think would go. Uh, 
Uh, I just think it's going to be prolonged. I'm going to go with Young. I think Eric Young will prolong this whole feud. Uh, but even though that's because I don't want it to be prolonged, that's exactly why. So, uh, Team Angle versus the BDC. Uh, who is going to get the victory here? I think, obviously, you can't have the Beatdown Clan lose this early on. Uh, so even if they if that last spot goes to Lashley, I still think somehow the, the BDC pulled this off. I would agree. I think, uh, I mean, if you have them lose, I mean, look, uh, this is TNA we're talking about, and we know how they love to kill their stables and then somehow later try to make them a big deal after they've killed them many times. Uh, So, you know, it could go either way, honestly. Uh, There's things you could say for the faces that Kurt Angle doesn't really need to lose either, but, uh, you know, right now... Kurt Angle has a team full of people that, other than Lashley, which I mean, I guess they could come up with some. Maybe it's everybody gets eliminated, but Kurt Angle and Lashley, and they have find a way to take out uh, Angle, and it's like four on one against Lashley, and that's how he gets eliminated. I guess you could do that. Uh, the BDC has to win here, or they are not a force to be reckoned with at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from, uh, coming from Sean. Uh, the one thing I will think, though, is that, uh, you know, Team Angle is going to fight hard. They're going to find a way to win. Uh, BDC will be short-lived, and then uh, Samoa Joe will just move on to the next faction. Uh, so, <laughs> it's just the way it's... <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have to see who, you know, starts it, so... Uh, but you know, anyway, no. In all seriousness, uh, I think that you know the BDC would have to be the one to go over here, uh, just because of everything you guys said. But not only that, I mean, you, you just can't leave these guys looking weak. I mean, they've got to look strong. They've got to look like they're a menacing team. Uh, and, and honestly, Team Angle is not a well-oiled machine at all. I mean, they just got together recently. It's not like they've had time to really get together and plan a whole lot. So it just makes more sense to me if, you know, the BDC goes over here. Um, And it can be my mistakes or whatever. It doesn't matter as long as they go over. So, Uh, Well, guys, that pretty much wraps up the card for lockdown next week. Uh, We'll all be getting a chance to chat about this, uh, you know, I guess you would call it episode of TNA because it's not a pay-per-view. Uh, but it is a special event, and it is Lockdown 2015. Next week on this show, we will be reviewing it. And uh, we'll also be talking about some uh, other stuff. So we'll also next week be previewing something else. But before, we'll, we'll mention all that to the end of the show. we got one more thing to do, guys, and that is crown a superstar of the week. Let's do it now. Superstar of the week. All right, Paul, who do you got? All right, this week I got number uh, five going to Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy for winning those NXT Tag Team titles in a surprising fashion. Uh, Number four, I gave to Cage for looking really, really strong despite taking uh, the DQ loss uh, on Lucha Underground this past Wednesday. Three, to Lashley, who is just consistently well-booked, and that is something that should be celebrated, especially in TNA. Uh, Number two goes to Roman Reigns, who I think... WWE did a superb job on trying to uh, quote-unquote fix, if you want to put it that way. But really, they're just booking him the way he should have been booked the whole time. And they must have just gotten that memo. Uh, 
And then number one, I gave to Debry. He's getting that match at Fast Lane. It should be awesome. And I mean, clearly, at least this shows Debry is not out of WWE's future top plans as far as main event booking goes. So. Alrighty, mine is similar to that. I have uh, Blake and Murphy at five. I have Taryn at four for defending her title. I have uh, Lastly at three. Uh, or no, last year's at two. I have uh, Rollins at three for part of the great match of Brian. And Brian is at one for the match and for getting the shot at Reigns uh, at Fastlane. All righty there. Uh, let's see here. Who I have at number five? Well, that, of course, is Bray Wyatt. He had a great match this week on Raw. I uh, really enjoyed him and his promo. So, hey, Big props from me. Uh, number four goes to Terrence Terrell for retaining her title. Uh, congratulations on that. Uh, my number three has to go to Blake and Murphy for winning their first tag team championship in NXT. Uh, excited for these guys. They look great. Uh, can't wait to see what they do next. Number two has to go to Lashley. Uh, Lashley had an awesome match and, of course, did his job this week. And number one has to go to Daniel Bryan. Uh, of course, for getting that number one contendership match against Roman Reigns at Fastlane. So that will be big stuff. Looking forward to that. And I think that's why all of us have chosen Daniel Bryan as a superstar of the week. Congratulations, D. Bry. Well deserved. Um, so there you go, guys. Another fun episode we've had today. Uh, we're looking forward to next week where we'll be covering uh, a lot of things. We'll be doing, like I said, lockdown. And we'll also be previewing uh, that NXT special coming up. It's called what, Sean? What was the, the actual name of it? Takeover Rival. Takeover Rival. So and we we'll can't be wait to previewing that, that uh, the uh, two new beginning shows. Because uh, we're going to be covering the first New Beginning show on the Extra, along with TakeOver. That will be two days after. And then we'll be doing the next Beginning show on the next, that next episode. That's right. So you get a double dose of us next week, guys. I hope you enjoy that. It's gonna be, we're going to be excited about doing it. Uh, so, uh, you know, a lot of stuff to look forward to. We can't wait to get with you guys next week. But before we get out of this show, we need to let Sean do a few plugs. Yeah, we had the football to football where we previewed the Super Bowl. It's obviously past now, but uh, we also talked to me and Matt, talked to a bunch of soccer stuff, so uh, you can listen to that. Uh, there was no cooperative multiplayer because I just had a terrible Saturday um, where I, I had to uh, go, go deal with some crappy personal stuff. I, I got a PS4 and then got terrible news after that and I had to go uh, file a bond in jail so with my wife already in jail I had to go file a bond that cost me a bunch of money that now oh. I don't know how I'm going to get back so uh, and I have no idea what the repercussions of that are going to be so thankfully she's out and about and whatever right now but it's a stu- you know it's so dumb people are just so like uh People are so petty, I think, sometimes. And, uh, you know, being a, being where you are, jealousy causes a lot of dumb things. But anyway, um, yeah, so I had a crappy weekend mixed with a nice things weekend. Whatever. Um, that's why there's no quality multiplayer. That's not why there's why there's no 4PC either. 
if you're looking for that. So there will be a GameStop 5, because that's far enough along that I can get that together. Uh, but we will come back on on this Saturday, Cooperative Multiplayer, at least Robert and Mark. I don't know if Daniel's going to be around or not, because, uh, you know, with the baby and everything. But, yeah, um, all those shows, including this one, we are available on uh, Stitcher and iTunes and uh, tune in radio and you can go right and review us on those places and that's great because that helps us a lot so thank you uh, so much to those who have done so and if you can continue to do so because i mean it helps our rankings and stuff so it'd be nice to be able to keep going up the charts and whatnot um also uh and you know uh wtm is available on player fm on on xbox music on, on other places as well that uh, you can listen to podcasts, so um, you can go to four on one and listen to it as well. Where I write things and uh, Paul contributes and and uh, Gary as well. So you know, always be on the lookout. Check out that all the zones there. There's always something great to, to go read, uh, or just get your wrestling news there. That's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we got to give the rea- uh, the raw reaction guys, uh, Harry and Tony, uh, their props for always putting on a great show on Monday nights. Uh, you can get them on the Wrestling Smash Radio Network that's on iTunes and Stitcher, and also the Greg DeMarco show is there, so you can listen to that. And of course, Stephen Randall on the TWE After Dark on Wednesday nights around 11 p.m. Eastern on Spreaker, and he's also on Full One's Wrestling Zone too. Yep. So. Lots of great stuff to go check out, guys. Uh, you know, we uh, enjoyed having this show, and, uh, and I can't wait for next week. But uh, uh, one last thing, we just want to go ahead and let you guys know that we do have some bigger news later on coming up. Uh, we're finalizing some things, uh, getting some things together, but we got some cool news uh, happening. Yeah, it, it won't really change anything. We're, we just have a new place where we might get to put the show, uh, mm-hmm. which you may or may not know, and maybe you'll – become a fan of that place yeah so well there you go and we'll break that news when it comes official and we get things more settled in so uh well guys it's been blast but until next week if you're not living life to the max not living life at all you know it later